0: what's up and welcome back to kind of funnies the matrix in review that's right we are ranking reviewing and recapping every single matrix movie of course I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the producer slash producer Nick Scarpino Tim I still know kung fu yes you do oh I can't wait to hear about your thoughts on that scene uh, we're also joined by the one and only Paris Lily he stole my line I still know kung fu too <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, and bringing it home the big dog Kevin
1: Coelho I just got a new charger for my watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's pretty gotta cool. Gotta stay connected. Yeah. Gotta stay connected, you Gotta Kev, stay connected. At all times. It's, a, Put it's a chip the,
0: in the me. themes. You know what I mean? Nostalgia. All of that stuff. We're going to be talking about all of that. Of course, this is kind of funny. It's in review. Each and every week, we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. This is the end of The Matrix, but we are returning to a bunch of different franchises over the next couple weeks, including Cobra Kai, including Scream, and then I am pleased to announce that the next in review we will be doing is... Twenty One Jump Street in review nice. because Morbius got delayed. There was a spot to fill with two movies, and guess what? The people have spoken. I tweeted about it, and overwhelmingly, people were like, "We want to see these motherfuckers talk." Around Twenty One and Twenty Two awesome. Jump Street's the right call. I've so never seen mad. them, so this is exciting for me yeah it's going to be a very good time of course you can watch the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free and if you wanted to be a patreon producer and watch live as we record it you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule james davis at james davis makes and pranksy have done we appreciate you all so very very much today we're brought to you by upstart raycon and expressvpn but i'll tell you all about that later because today we're getting into the matrix resurrections with a runtime of two hours and 28 minutes it is the longest matrix movie it was released on december 22nd 2021 18 years after the Matrix Revolutions. Uh it was released both in theaters and on HBO Max same day, same date. Uh directed by Lana Wachowski, the first of the Matrix movies to only be directed by one of the siblings. Uh the music was done by Johnny Climick, making this the first movie not to be scored by Don Davis. Uh some fun little music trivia for you. The song White Rabbit used in this movie and for the first Matrix Resurrections trailer is written was written in 1965 by Grace Slick who became the lead singer of American rock band, Jefferson airplane, Jefferson airplane made its first public appearance in 1965 at the opening night of a music club called the matrix. Yeah. badass! Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. cool. Oh, yeah. I love
2: that. Movie had a budget. You
0: got to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> this movie had a budget of $190 million in a box office of so far. $106.8 million. This movie is not doing well. When you yeah. combine a pandemic and it releasing a week after spider-man no way home which is dominating theaters i've seen that movie in theaters now three times and every time i've been uh to the theater when you look at what's showing it's just spider-man 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 matrix (laughs) like (laughs) there it's like not even on that many screens uh because everyone's watching it at home the uh some of the context here for everybody is obviously piracy has been up a lot as movies have been released day and date on streaming platforms, even for things like Black Widow, which was Disney Plus premiere where you had to pay extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a report that Variety posted the last couple of days uh, talking about how like, it really, really fucked things up uh, for everybody. But despite that. It seems to be doing pretty well on hbo max hbo max had 4.4 million new subs in q4 it's not just because the matrix obviously hbo has been putting a ton of movies on they have a ton of and uh ton great movie. shows um and succession and things like that um so that attributes that number but that is a, an important number to to bring up 4.4 million new ones in q4 because disney plus only only got 2.1 million in the same quarter so hbo strategy kind of working for them to at least uh get money from people somehow anyways that's uh, all i got from that stuff i want to get into it in paris i want to start with you what did you think as the biggest matrix fan here <laughs> of the matrix resurrections
3: you know it's funny i've i've sat on this for two weeks like stewing <laughs> on what do i say how do i say it I'm sure some people have seen some of my comments on social media. So to be upfront, um, I was extremely disappointed with the Matrix Resurrections. Um, I I, I do want to be clear because, again, knowing I shouldn't look at the comments and what people say on social media, a lot of people took my comments as, well, you're upset because Lana Wachowski didn't tell the story that you wanted. Actually, that's, that's not it at all. What she attempted to do, I was on board as far as, with talking about nostalgia and just basically making fun of, you know, these long form sequels and everything that comes with that, 100% was on board with it It was yeah. the execution of it. This was such a sloppy movie. I mean, the fight choreography just felt lazy. The writing in a lot of places was just lazy. You could tell some of the actors just mailed it in, you know, in certain scenes. Um, it, you know, they brought up so many great concepts. But they never paid them off. And I think that's what upset me the most that what pissed me off the most and, and I, I know I don't cuss a lot, but I'm going to cuss now. This is Lana Wachowski giving a big fuck you to Warner Brothers. That's what this was. Yeah, this definitely. was you were going to make another Matrix movie without me. So fuck you. I'm going to make one and I'm going to do it my way. And I'll be damned if I leave you any wiggle room to continue this franchise when I'm done with this. That's what she did, hundred percent. No one can convince me any other way. This was her burying Matrix franchise because you know you go into other interviews. You've seen stuff I've been saying on social media leading up to this. I was super excited, thinking this was this was the start of a new chapter. I'm thinking, wow, we they could do like a series on HBO Max. There might be a new anime, comic. Like I was thinking we're really going to deep dive into this matrix universe and that's not what she did and that's okay if she was telling the self-contained story and it was well written and you know the cinematography was on point you know the fight core if everything was executed in a better way i would be okay with her giving a big fuck you to warner brothers but instead what she should have done is said, well, then fuck it. Here you go. Give it to someone that actually cared. Because what this told me was Lana Wachowski had no interest in the Matrix franchise continuing beyond what she just did with Resurrection. So I'm sure we'll get into this more. But yeah, I it just extremely disappointed in it. And, you know, it, it again, it just felt lazy to me, ultimately. So that's it for me. Kev?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm right there with you, Paris. This movie was a struggle to watch. Like so much of it was just like they, I mean, obviously they had a bunch of little moments. They're like, Oh, that's it's funny. <laughs> like but like I'm not laughing with them and like it just wasn't enjoyable at all at all. Yeah. But, you know, it's a bummer 'cause it was what like it was either gonna be great or absolutely horrible and it sucks that it was absolutely horrible. I wanted them to do something better with the story, but it just it, it very much felt like you're saying where it's like it was just kind of them dragging it through the dirt to finish off what they were. I can't believe that, like, Keanu was like, yeah, all right, I'll be in this movie. I'm sh- I am I, know he got paid a lot, and it sounds like he gave a lot of that money away. So that's cool, but it's just, man, that's not good.
0: Nick?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've watched the movie twice now because I was like, "What, what is this going to be? How am I going to, like, what am I going to get out of this? um second time for the i watched it once basically to 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 for fun and then once to actually be a little more critical and write the synopsis of it and the first time i watched it i just had i had to watch it in two increments because it was so boring the second time i watched it with a critical eye on exactly what paris and kevin are talking about which is is if you view this through the lens that it's just basically a massive fu to warner brothers and and a huge critique of society's like need for reboot culture and need for sequel culture. And all of us are guilty of this, right? We all want to see the same movie again, but slightly different, which by the way, is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it gets to a level of like fervor that can be um, very easy for Warner brothers and studios like that to capitalize off of. Um, So if you view it through that, there is an interesting aspect to it, but to Paris's point, I think there was a way to do that and to still make an interesting and fun movie. And it's weird because the movie feels a little at odds with itself. You have very, very lazy fight choreography. You have very, very lazy scenes where instead of having Keanu do anything, he just has that force push power that at first I was like, that's kind of cool. Then I was like, I wonder, On the second time writing it, watching the movie, I thought to myself, "Are we? am I going to like this power even less the 19th time he uses it? And sure enough, I did. <laughs> um, and so, but then you have moments with Keanu Reeves and... Uh, uh, Carrie and Moss, where you can tell that the team really has a lot of, like, love and respect for each other, because those were great scenes, and I think Lana Wachowski knows what she has, and I think she realizes, I think she at least has respect enough for Keanu and for Carrie and Moss to kind of write those scenes in a way that was touching. And I would actually argue that their chemistry in those scenes were it was better than the scenes in the, a lot of the prior Matrix movies because I think they connected and they've been friends for years now and I think it was just really lovely to see them share a screen again together. And but everything else around that just felt like it was how do we get through the it's like how do we get through this as fast and as cheap as possible? And some of the visuals in this movie are actually nauseatingly hard to watch, like bad. Um, not like oh they just they, they they went for something really crazy there and missed the mark like oof how do I do a time ramp effect in Premiere that's actually gonna piss Tim off <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> what a lot of the effects looked like in this and it's just kind of I think it skates that line between being like a big let's stick it to the man and a big fuck you to the audience yeah um, and for that's sure. that's disappointing because especially for an audience that was on the Wachowski side when. Uh, they made the the second, third Matrix, and those were pretty kind of critically panned. And there was a lot of audience out there that was like, "No, well, there's some good ideas here, and we can fight for this," and and that's great. But now it's like, well, this is this is what you get repaid for as uh, all that all that goodwill you built up with with those hardcore fans. You're just giving them, everyone in the world a, a middle finger because I guess we're all responsible for this. It's <laughs> it's unfortunate, um, and it, and it's sad. And I, I to to Paris's point, I wish that you know, Lana would have just stepped aside and been like, listen, this is gonna go on. I mean, there's not, there's mm-hmm. not the end of the matrix. There's no, in no reality. Can you tank this unless you're Bob Gale and Rob Zemeckis and you own all the rights to back to the future and you can for sure me. And even then some lawyer somewhere is trying to figure out how to make another back to the future somewhere, right? You're just
1: waiting for them to so, die. Exactly. A lot scary. of the movies.
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, somebody was gonna make this and it's unfortunate because this is just kind of like, it, it, it's, it's just kind of a little, well, it's just sad. It's just sad that this is how the Matrix
1: ends. Mm, for now, like I, yeah. I think that we get another one eventually—a remake of the first. Tim, how did you feel about it?
0: Unfortunately, I, I'm kind of right there with you guys. I, I made the, a purposeful choice to watch this movie in theaters as opposed to watching on HBO Max, and uh, I went in doing that because I didn't want to be able to have any distractions. I didn't want to be able to like go to the bathroom at any moment and pause it or to look at my phone or to do anything because I knew that I would want to (laughs) I knew that I would kind of be like I, I need a second to to step away from all this and it sounds like Nick like exactly like you had to do and I think that what like being forced to sit there and just watch it in one go um gave me a little different of an experience with it where I enjoyed it more than it sounds like you guys did I just really think that that enjoyment kind of starts to taper off the the longer the movie goes on when it starts off and it, it seems a little bit more on the nose of like it's a remake of the first movie but like there's obviously some characters and things going differently it's a video game all that stuff i was really kind of intrigued with mm-hmm. the mystery of how much are they going to commit to this video game thing and i was enjoying keanu's performance as uh thomas in the in the first half of this film where he was unsure of himself i was a little unsure of like is where is he gonna like how is this all gonna play out and it was pretty clear okay cool Trinity is gonna be a major focus of this movie Tiffany whatever you want to call her um and unfortunately I feel like that to me is the where this film really falls apart is that Trinity and her character are less characters and more just plot and the entire plot of this movie it's going back to what I liked least about some of the other Matrix movies which is this idea and concept of love that just feels like it comes out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and this entire movie is that and I'm like oh fuck and at the end when we see Trinity be the one that flies like be the one part two or whatever the hell you want to say it's like I don't really believe this and I don't really care because the the way that you had this character of Tiffany and Trinity in the movie always still felt like just neo's sidekick as opposed to Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. being the one and i think that's a major disservice to the character and the story that they were trying to tell on top of all of the commentary on nostalgia and reboots and studios owning ip and all that stuff which i'm kind of right there with all you guys it's very interesting it's a it's a cool idea they didn't do anything cool or interesting with it and that's kind of the the bummer because you compare it to the matrix one and that movie obviously revolutionized action, revolutionized like sci-fi and this type of shit. And I, I feel like uh something that I've I've said about specifically Reloaded is take it or leave it, and I I'll leave it uh when it comes to story and quality <laughs> of that movie. I really did like the action choreography, and I liked the CG, and I liked that even if it looked goofy, there was a vision behind it. This mm-hmm. movie, in terms of CG and action, lacks vision. And I think what Nick was saying about Neo's weird little like. Force Chi thing, that that is a perfect example of the vision being lacking because it is the only thing they kept going back to, and it was never really that interesting to begin with. um But yeah, it's it's a bummer because I don't think that this is a terrible film. I don't think that it's like the like even bad. (laughs) Look at Paris's face. like you don't think it's terrible. (laughs) I mean, I mean, uh, just to to put all my cards on the table, there I I would say that Matrix One is a ten, Matrix Two is a six, Matrix Three is a four, and this is a six. So it's like I kind of put those two you this, think this is, is better one. than
2: 3? You just made Paris leave the room. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah,
0: dude. Oh, oh damn. yeah. you just made Paris. Oh, I don't oh, think, oh, th- th- think so. 3 is 3 is horrible. 3 is one of the worst <laughs> movies you've ever This
1: is this is not good. This is really bad. I'd oh, say yeah, this is I'm not is, there. I'm definitely I, not. To there. me they're they're on par. Yeah. I, in me too, fact. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, this is the worst one. Yeah. And and and, and I I fought back and forth with that. Wow. This is the worst one. Um, I I guess since I'm talking, let let, let me say this, like watching it, because I went to the theater as well, and uh, then I watched it again on on HBO Max to make sure I wasn't crazy. And uh, my one, two, my my biggest nitpick is is two characters. Number one, why was Larry Fishburne not in this movie as not as the in the Matrix Morpheus? He should have been Niobe because that would have been such a fascinating dynamic that Neo cool. comes back to the guy that freed him, to the guy that believed has now changed his ideals because he has to protect his interests in the real world. It should have been Larry Fishburne. It should have been right. the real Morpheus that he talked I- to. My, one sec, okay. my second one is Agent Smith. If, cause, oh. cause you know, now that we're getting the backstory, Hugo Weaving was gonna reprise his role and there was a scheduling conflict, right? If you couldn't get hugo weaving that character didn't need to, he didn't need to be in a movie no. call him something else he didn't yeah. need to be agent smith it just was wasn't right you know See, what i mean I,
0: so i was I'm scheduling conflict that, I that I he read smith, the script smith needed to be in the movie i think because i think that I, the the I disagree the, but go ahead go ahead
3: Go ahead. The, I, I disagree what, but go ahead
0: what they keep saying about the uh, um the, the binary thing of there being two and like that being a big thing in this movie i think that if there's a neo there has to be a smith having said that i feel like this the jonathan groff who i do like a lot and i think yeah, it so was cool he was an agent smith they called him that but he wasn't agent smith no. he said the lines but he didn't say him right like he needed to commit to being the agent smith character more for that to work at all Nick. my I,
2: what's what's really d- um disappointing about the movie though is that there's actually re- a lot of really cool concepts in the movie that i wish the movie was actually about right mm-hmm. the two the two things that i i kept coming back to on the second viewing of this is I was like, well, okay, they obviously know the strength of the movie is Keanu and and, and Trinity. And Trinity's story, like, well, let me back up first. One of the cooler aspects of the movie was the war between the machines. And I'm like, why is this movie not about that? Why is this movie not about the machines coming to the humans and saying, hey, you guys got free. How do we get free now? We want autonomy. We want to be recognized as individuals. We don't want to be part of this hive mind anymore. But there is, the architect that's still out there that wants that wants to keep us in control how do we how do how do we team up with you guys to fight this revolution and and they have that one great line where she's like we've redefined what our side means right that we've helped your your actions neo helped redefine for the yeah. machines and for us what our but, side means and i'm like that's really cool that's a cool concept and the idea that the machines are have become sentient and have personalities and all this stuff they, that's a brand new take on a, the matrix for me kevin
1: but it isn't like they were and they already had a solution for that, for any machine that didn't want to be part of the system. And I don't think it was ever a hive mind, but it was like a community that where everyone had a role that mattered. And if you no longer wanted to be that role or you were born somehow without a role, you then were exiled or you could exile yourself to the Matrix through the, you know, the subway. Uh, so like they had an answer for that. You could go live in the – like, why would a machine want to be a, a well, an just entity in the, the uh, real world, right? You well, know? the idea
2: that they that, that the machines in the real world that are part of the Matrix but also want autonomy to some degree. I mean, that's – I mean, again, I'm not the writer of this movie, yet, but I just found that yeah. one nugget, that kernel, to be like something interesting that I mm-hmm. think they could have explored. Yeah. Option two for me would have been if you're going to just remake the Matrix – Why not just remake The Matrix from Trinity's perspective and have her be the one? If that's how the story is going to end, rewrite the whole fucking thing. This is a brand new iteration of The Matrix. Keanu Reeves' character and her character are not the same characters from the first one. Those characters died. These are just avatars or whatever. I don't know. Write it from Trinity's perspective. Have her be the one. Because that's pretty cool. Because it goes along the theory of like anyone could be the one. You just have to believe in yourself. Which is kind of where we get to at the end of this movie. But to Tim's point, it's like... By the time two and a half hours are over, like, all right, I guess Trinity can fly. Let's move let's move on. Paris.
3: Yeah, going back to, to what you said, that that's where I say there's great concepts that were presented but never paid off. Like you breezed over a machine civil war over these past 60 years, right? Wait, what? What? Let's let's talk about this. Let's understand why. Let's understand the politics of it. What what happened with that? And then when you even go back to, they basically, they they kind of sort of did and didn't at the same time negate what Neo sacrificed at the end of Revolutions. And this is where I go back and say Smith. Smith had become a virus that had to be completely eradicated oh, because yeah. he was about to infect everything. But now, conveniently, you can bring him back in because that helps keep Neo under control with that yang and yang. I didn't 100% buy that, you know, regardless. That's why it was almost like, What's just it? call that character something else. He didn't need he beca- to be Smith.
1: He became a virus again, and then it was like the reason why they were win over, right? Where it's like, yeah. all right, great. So the resolution from the other one kind of works in the same way as this one. Mm-hmm. Like, cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Trust me, I'm not going to waste too many brain cells trying to analyze this movie, other <laughs> other than to say that like I said, there were some great concepts that came up. Just the execution of them was like, again, Neil Patrick Harris. I I love the actor. He's great. This (laughs) whole analyst thing, again, doesn't make sense because why would the machines so so we're so we're to understand the architect and the Oracle were just deleted out of this whole thing. Why? let's get some explanation to this. They were critical to the whole, basically the controls that were put in place that made the matrix work, the whole anomaly with Neo, this whole thing. Then not to mention, I felt (laughs) one sec, the the, kind of lazy writing again, I think at the end, where they kind of explain away why you had Neo couldn't leave. Oh, but the machines, if they wanted, I guess the higher ups, now it's like a whole management system here, I guess, well, they got a fail safe and they can just re- restore it back to the old Matrix. Wait, what? Well, why the hell didn't you do that during revolutions? Then when uh, Agent Smith was infecting everything as a virus, it's like stuff like that. That doesn't. It, it didn't make sense. And and to something you said way back, I think it was Nick, you said this is also a big middle finger to to the hardcore fans, people like myself who really invested themselves into this world and into the philosophies and everything that the Matrix stood for. And you basically gave us the middle finger where, hey, look, just because you were waving that flag for the past two decades, I don't care. I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to try my damn hardest to just tank this whole thing. You know, whereas I truly think there is an opportunity to bring the Matrix into it for a new generation and continue to tell stories like you look at Jessica, Jessica Henwick. Fantastic. She was the star of this whole thing. You can tell she cared. She she acted her ass off in this movie, right? And there's absolutely a story to be told from her point of view that I would love to see, but we're never going to get that now. And, and I think that's just disappointing where, like I said, it's just, you, you, you basically phoned it in. You had a great concept and idea. Trust me, I, I get what Lana was trying to do, but it was just poorly executed. Cap. Cap.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say that the, the like it's so interesting that it like it did feel like a fuck you to the fans because like I think the big reason why they didn't have Morpheus is because they're kind of respecting the canon like storyline of like the games, and it's just like the things that you're picking and choosing and uh, bringing attention to. I mean, like no one needed to see that flying like Trinity doing that flying kick again. Like we've seen it too many times. It's been parodied everywhere, and it's like how do they not get that memo? You know. It's a bummer, and it's also yeah. like, hey, what's everyone's favorite thing? The bullet time? Oh, let's make that like the bad guy's thing. And it's like, come on!
3: Again, but, but lazy writing. There is no, no. bullet time.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Not not
2: lazy writing because that is that is that that plays uh, directly to the commentary that that Lana's trying to say here. Right? Is that. Everyone walked away from the Matrix. Be we like, "Bullet time's the coolest thing, right?" So she put that back in the movie as, as a commentary. Really, is like, a, "Yeah, everyone kept fucking talking about bullet time, bullet time, this, bullet time, this, bullet time, this." And now it's it's used as a as a joke here, almost, right? There's, yeah. that, there's that meeting where they walk around. The guy's like, "The Matrix is about one thing: bullet time," and you have to know that at some point, Lana Wachowski was sitting in a boardroom with Warner Brothers executives, and someone said that, you know. But it's one of those things where where. Like, I don't mind that commentary. I do not, not to, not to keep rid myself, but I just, I do believe that there was, there must have been a way to imbue that commentary into a good movie. And and that's
3: my point. And that's my point, because when you literally integrated bullet time, and I'm talking when the, the architect, what the hell is his name? The analyst, Analyst. when the analyst uses it as an actual thing in the movie, that's when it became a parody to me. Like well, yeah. I, I thought, the I thought the whole meeting when they were talking at the beginning. I thought that was brilliant. I actually really loved that. I love that commentary on you know sequels and nostalgia and everything that they were saying about the Matrix. Because if anything, to me, the movie fell off the second Thomas Anderson went into the real world. That's when it. But Absolutely. I thought the I thought the stuff before that was actually great. So. I, I, like you said, Nick, I, I just think there was a better way to tell what she was trying to say. And, you know, sorry. Too,
2: by, no uh, by the way, like, not, again, we want to talk about kernels of really cool concepts, right? Your therapist being the bad guy is terrifying. What a great <laughs> idea, right? What a great idea to have your analyst be the person who's in control of your fate because they know every single thing yeah. that's going on because that's- you're telling them those things, right? And I love Neil Patrick Harris. Listen, I don't like this character. I don't. I don't love how he fits into the whole plot. And I think he was. Um, I think he should have been a minor bad guy, like was part of the control of what's going on behind him. But at the end of the day, I love NPH so much, so I give. I give him a pass on this one. I'm just gonna give him a big old pass I, on this one.
1: I think that the first scene where we have where Neo is being offered the pill again, Great. and he's taking it, yeah. and there's that mirror, and it's NPH being like, "It's okay. Like you're you're falling into a thing." That's a, such a strong scene. And then I. Is that when he like actually takes it and then that's MPH after he's taken reveals? the pill already?
2: Yeah, and he's but he like, reaches through and MPH grabs him. He's like, "You got to come with me." And then they shadow the mirror, and then all the agents come in. Yeah, the I first mean, that, scene is the one where he sit, where he talks about. He's like, "Am I crazy?" He goes, "We don't use that word in here." Yeah, the, no, the, the I didn't like glasses. that scene a lot,
1: but I like the back and forth scene of like, "Hey, where you like, don't you're, know if he's crazy." Yeah, you're having yeah. this delusion, and it's just like, I wish they had leaned on that more instead of suddenly turning. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris into a a, like a total bad guy where it's like way over the top. I mean, he overacted it. You know,
2: you want to talk about handing this off to another director? What if Nolan directed this and this was like Inception, where it's like you don't know for two hours whether or not Neo really has everything was delusional because the main crux of the Matrix is like, what is reality? Right? Imagine if we had a two and a half hour psychological thriller about Keanu Reeves being like, did I just imagine the last three movies? Yeah, that's what (laughs) what's going on right now. And it's yeah. what, is one of those things that where I do start questioning reality when it comes into the real world. And I was like, did like is half of is any of this real, and does any of this matter? Tim, sorry, Tim.
0: Yeah, just uh, I agree with you guys that once it gets to Neo being in the real world, like that's where to me this movie starts falling apart because everything before that. And and it makes everything before that lesser than, which is the worst thing. Cause I was I was kind of in, I was intrigued and interested in where they were going with stuff. And I really liked the Bugs character. And I liked where they potentially could have taken her as this new version of characters we're familiar with that she isn't just Morpheus again. She's Trinity again, but she's not Trinity because Trinity's also there. So I was like, "How are they going to play with this?" That's an interesting idea, and I really liked the the setup with the analysts in the the earlier scenes of of talking to to um, Thomas and like dealing with everything. And then when he goes to work and there's that boardroom scene of them talking about the bullet time and what's the Matrix about bullet time and all of that, I was really in. And that's it's the the balance mm-hmm. of being meta is always a very delicate yeah, thing so of, are you are you saying something or are you just doing uh remember this remember this remember this and I think this movie more often than not at the end of the day to me was less leaning on the hey remember this that was the thing that happened but like whatever they did that in a way that made us go uh they knew it was bad they I mean, are like, purposely that beating that, you
2: over the head with it for the, sure.
0: the I still know kung fu it's like that was up, up the choice and that wasn't they didn't think that was cool you know what I mean like they they were trying to like start shit with that but what I liked was in the the boardroom scene of bullet time is what this is all about then in the real world seeing bugs talk to Neo and uh the the quote I wrote down is like something that means so much to people like me like talking about her the the story of Neo and it's really talking about the Matrix and I liked that even in the real world in this movie Bugs and the super excited dude talking about bullet time are kind of seeing the exact same thing mm-hmm. and i that is i thought a really cool idea and then they made neil patrick harris the bad guy and it gets yeah. a little goofy and then trinity's flying and like that's where i'm like oh man there was so much and the merovingian was there and like that was the all whole of thing. that yeah but again <laughs> well, it, it
1: I, felt I, I, very purposeful uh, yeah sorry go ahead
0: no no
3: no he he was gonna he just brought tim just brought us something i was gonna bring up why was the merovingian in this again such a character, such a fascinating character that was just underutilized in the first you know in the sequels, first sequels. You bring him in this one to just be in the background and just basically curse and fringe or whatever the hell he was doing for a few minutes and then he just you want me to tell you. Yeah, please.
0: I can tell you. I can tell you what he said because it's fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> so somebody online made a uh transcript of the of what was said. You oh, it is you. All these years, I can't believe it. You stole my life. He speaks French for a bit. Kill him. There's a lot of fighting going on. You ruined every suck my silky ass thing. We had grace. We had style. We had conversation. Not this. Mimics a text message sound. Art, films, books were all better. Originality mattered. You gave us face Zucker suck and cock me climity wiki piss and shit then there's a long interlude where there's a fight this is not over yet our sequel franchise spinoff it's wow. so weird like it's, it's I, <laughs> I i just don't understand like that all of that feels like they they knew what they were trying to do but they're like mm-hmm. we're not gonna actually do it we're just gonna say it <laughs> it yeah. would have been like it, can you imagine how
1: incredible this movie would have been if it was just like neo trying to like figure out if if the three movies were real or not And like, that was the entire movie. And it just ends with Morpheus coming around with the red pill in his hand and being like, we're we're getting out, you know what I mean? (laughs) Or if the movie was
2: like, I mean, granted, obviously we're writing a film and we're, I know there's a, whatever. But, or if Bugs had to go back into the matrix to find Neo who was like either hiding there or there because he was having a much deserved rest and he needed to come out of retirement to help her free the rest of the Synthians. Or whatever, like that's see, like I'll disagree with you guys. Like, I think the movie had interesting aspects at the beginning or the first half and the second half. Right, the first half, I'm like, I'm loving this dynamic. It's a mystery. I don't know what's going on. Is Neo crazy? Is this, is this the Neo that we know? We don't know. We see Trinity, all that stuff. Yada yeah, yada yeah, yada. Yeah. We got the great scene and the Joe and the Juice down on frickin' Montgomery Street where they filmed. Also, shout out to the fact that I actually filmed a lot of this in San Francisco. I kind of dig that. But once we get in the other world, all that stuff with like the strawberry and the synthians and all this cool new tech and these new. My first time I saw the the. <sighs> The big uh, Psy-BB it's a BB and all those things. I was like, I don't like that. Second time, yeah. I'm like, actually, you know what? I do like that. Yeah. And I think my first reaction to it was because it was so different. Mm-hmm. But my second reaction was like, oh, actually, I'm now looking at the parts of this film that are different. And I'm kind of digging that. That could have been the direction that we could have pushed this whole series into. And The Matrix could have been kind of sidelined a little bit for the the, the events that are happening in the quote-unquote real world the liberation of the synthians that they don't want they no longer want to live in the machine anymore. they want a corporeal you know an actual physical being so that they don't have to be connected all the time to everything that I, is a I, fun don't wanna, bit I don't want to spoil
0: anything i don't want to spoil anything so i'm just going to say this and if you get it you get it and if you don't you should definitely play this shit this is final fantasy 7 remake like what what we're talking about it's like that's why the game is so special Is they fucking did it they did the thing and the original versus the remake they were there was more there there's something there there's a meta-ness done right play that shit and see what i'm talking about because that is literally no. matrix resurrections what it should have been now should
2: people play final fantasy 11 first your favorite final fantasy uh, paris I- please
3: speak <laughs> <laughs> so so, so Nick actually kind of touched on something. This goes back to the whole concept thing. And, and this is where if I could have wrote the story, how I, I would have done it, where the the analyst lightly touches on this. and And I thought it would have been a fascinating thing where you're seeing the machines who want to get out of the matrix and be, quote unquote, in the real world and be sentient beings. And this touches on the end of revolutions where the architect tells Oracle that, yeah, we're gonna let everyone have a choice. And this brings it all, all the way back to Cypher where Cypher's like, man, screw the real world. I'd rather be in the matrix to where it could have been, it could have been fascinating if it was the machines who were going to Neo to wake him up. like, look, we're losing too many people. Not enough people want to stay in the matrix. We can't keep the power plant going. We need to convince more people who want to stay. Whereas what what the what what the analyst was kind of touched on was kind of that fact that he basically created a matrix that put another layer of control on top of it. So people wanted to stay because I guess on some level there was a choice now. And obviously early on, a lot of people decided to leave. So, you know, and I tweeted this out at the time. Look, Cypher was right. Even in this strawberries and all that. Leave me in a matrix. Yeah. I really stay yeah. there in a matrix. Yeah. yeah with, that,
0: with that, real quick, let me tell you about our sponsors. What would it feel like if we were finally free of high interest loans or credit card debt? Well, Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're looking to pay off credit cards, consolidate high interest debt, or fund some personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking only at your credit score, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter Rate. One of my really good friends did exactly this, and it helped him out so much. Just consolidating all of his debt into one place allowed him to focus and just take care of it. And now he's debt-free thanks to Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today. And when you go to upstart.com/kinda funny, that's upstart.com/kinda funny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Upstart.com slash kinda funny. There's so much going on right now, whether it's stuff you're excited about, like traveling, or stuff you'd rather avoid, like traffic. You can't always control the vibes out there, but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Uh, with Raycon's new everyday earbuds, they look, feel, and sound better than ever. Uh, one of my best friends, James Burke, he loves these things. He's always out there when he's running, when he's playing his baseball. He's a baseball coach, so he does a lot of those two things. And Raycon's new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound sound better than ever. They've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit. Plus, you get three new sound profiles, so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to, whether it's a podcast like this one, or some hip-hop, or some rock, or anything in between. Right now, Kind of Funny listeners, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash funny. That's buyrayco ncom com slash funny to save 15% on Raycons. buyraycon.com slash kind of funny using the internet without Express VPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run into the gas station you're probably fine but it could be a disaster. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, you're basically giving someone else the keys to your personal data, like your passwords, your financial details, the passwords to your financial life. And it doesn't even take much technical knowledge for someone to hack you. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your data and the world that'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past. Plus, it's super easy to use. You just open the app and press a single button. I've been using it kind of funny been using it it's keeping our internet safe and i love that i love it so much i love how easy it is to use and i love that i just don't even need to worry about it secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash kind of funny and you can get an extra three months for free by going to expressvpn.com slash kind of funny sorry go for it kev here's oh go ahead kev oh
1: um sorry i was just gonna say like I really wish that uh, at the end of this movie it had been all about pulling Neo out and then at the end it's revealed that Neo is, in fact, a, a code or, an, you know, a, a machine that's going to be used to track where they are so that the machines can go and tra- destroy their city. Like, I feel like that would have been waste. So the whole time, Neo wasn't real. And I feel like that would have been such a good, you know, uh, flip yeah. of, like everything whatever. Yeah, as, opposed, as opposed to
2: them painfully recreating him which I again another commentary like I love that image of him they're like we had to rebuild him and it took years and it's and you can see him just like literally Keanu Reeves is in pain with how bad this whole process has been I love that I do I'm uh I think we've exhausted uh, all the directions this could have gone in. but I do want to throw one more out for people's uh, <laughs> uh you know to, to hey, but over. not enough not enough. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, so you don't my, think we've exhausted. One of my commentaries for I think the third and the second and third one was like, hey, these are a hyper advanced level of machine. Why don't they just build a tower outside of the that goes up into the clouds to get sunlight? And like, could we had not figured out a way from the machines we're like, hey, guess what? We don't need humans anymore. So now we're gonna commit a mass like extinction level event for humans and we have to fight against that. That's something interesting as well. Although not to me not as interesting as like the culmination of the, you know the humans and, and machines, and then maybe oh by the way, go vamping off the humans and machines one. What if there's a bunch of humans that are like, I want to stay in the Matrix. I'm on the old. I'm on the architect yeah. side. You know, I don't want. I don't want to be back out there. I like this. This is cool. I have superpowers in here. Anyway, lots of way that could have gone, but it only went one way. Tim, can I hit you with that plot? Please do, ladies and gentlemen, the Matrix Resurrections. That's right, Paris. <laughs> I still know kung fu.
0: We kick it off with traditional, albeit updated, green logos and theme. Okay, fun, now thing. Us- fun yeah. little Easter egg here mm-hmm. for the first time ever in the intro. Some of the green is going up, not just down yep. because it's resurrection. Oh, I get it
2: coming from the ground. Uh, we get the lines of code. Very good. Now we get the title. Cool. Where's that DOS prompt? Great. What about that dial up <laughs> sounds sick? Um, Bugs calls C, Zeke uh, to tell him she's in. She found some type of old modal, modal one hundred and one, and she wants to check it out. But of course, someone is tracing their signal, and Zeke is worried that the general will be mad at them. And Bugs is uh, is fishing again. We're getting a lot of like, okay, I, there's a lot. Of I expertise.
1: immediately, I'm like, this seems really familiar. And we also have Zeke like coming in like a weird ghost. And I'm like, oh, what a cool concept that the the who's ever, you know, operator. managing yeah. the operator can actually like now show himself. It's like, oh, like things have progressed. This is cool. I really love that.
2: It does get a little visually confusing later down the line when um, obviously I'm dumb and I don't pay attention to stuff a lot of times. And every once in a while, you'll see Seek in one of the scenes, and then it'll cut, and he's in the operator's chair, and you're like, "Wait, what?" So I wish they could have visually yeah. differentiated him being I, in I there. I think they
1: did, and I think you just didn't notice it because there was like a bunch of him. Like he was a little transparent, and he wasn't complete, right? I oh, think really? He was just okay. like upper torso a lot of times, but I could be okay. wrong. I
2: don't. I watched. The, I watched it on my the first time on my OLED, and then the second time on my computer monitor closer. So my, my, that effect might not have come through because it might have just been 1080 uprest. Anyway. Um, I do kind of miss the concept of the the person in their ear though. I think that was a little cleaner to do, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Interesting concept. Cool to see the tech. Uh, evolve. Uh, then we get into it. It's just a redo of the opening scene from the original Matrix. Only these aren't my agents and this isn't Trinity. The characters have been swapped out and we get introduced to a new Agent Smith uh, played by Yaya Abdul Mateen II, who is freaking awesome in this Oh this god! And completely underutilized. Yeah, movie. it's yeah, unfortunate. Dude,
0: he's, he's just so fucking rad. Like Every yeah. single thing I've seen him in, I love him, even if I don't love the thing. And it's rare I don't love the thing. I think Candyman was the worst thing I've seen him in mm, and he wasn't the problem he was so problem in that he was, great, he, was he was fantastic so yeah and obviously Watchmen and and all that stuff is <laughs> so he's good just so fucking good yeah. but him as Morpheus I what I appreciate is he was Morpheus when he was supposed to be in this movie unlike what I was saying about agent Smith which on Jonathan, Jonathan Groff was not agent Smith
2: uh agreed oh wait I clicked off of it Kevin, fill time. Do a little dance. Never mind. We're back. Uh, let's see. He has, he gets the great line No Y'all lieutenant. You fucking
1: missed out, just so you know. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> dance. We'll get you later. Uh,
2: no lieutenant, your men are already dead. And he delivers this line perfectly because it's almost like a parody of the original uh, delivery of it. And of course, we know that. He's not this character anymore. He has evolved past this because he's been exploring this environment for a while because he's been stuck in this modal for years. Uh, Then we go over to Trinity and she does the kick and all that stuff and kicks ass. And then Bugs realizes that, hey, he's like, wait a minute. This is really, really familiar. This is where it all began, but this is not how it was supposed to go down. Uh, They chase her up to the the, the roof and they they trap Trinity. And then Bugs inadvertently gets involved. Uh, This, we get that scene from the trailer here where she flips off the building and then flips down onto the street. And she runs into uh the key shop. Uh and of course the key shop has been uh she gets when she gets in there, she gets dragged into the door uh by Agent Smith. Uh I just got lost in my own scripts. Hold on. Oh. Oh, by the way, the sign says I think Anderson's or something like that. That's the the mm-hmm. one she flipped off of, which is another a, little bit of a It's sense, a fun right? thing.
0: Because it's like easter eggs within the video game so that th- mm-hmm. at this point it is still treating it like it's a video game that he is making and in the real world it's kind of like going to playing grand theft auto right. and going to the mall and all the fucking places have like stupid like names that reference developers and all that stuff like i think it's i think it's kind of cool to see a lot of the the names of the places like even the simulate and all that shit. that's a, a little more on the nose purposefully mm-hmm. Cool yeah, stuff. I don't
2: mind that, and this this is my first. I was like, okay, we're doing something interesting here. We're we're mm-hmm. we're calling back to these things, but there's a purpose for that, and so I don't mind it so much. Uh, of course, she gets dragged into the white hallway that we're all very familiar with, and then through the next door, which is into Neo's apartment. Only if I'm not mistaken, it was it was like flipped the way all of it went down. Um, and she says, "My name is Bugs, as in Bunny." Uh, she tells Smith he's in a modal, a simulation used to evolve programs. But suppose Smith knows exactly where he is, of course, and what his job is to do. Uh, he has to hunt down and destroy sentience. And yet, here that he is, of course, Smith realized uh, no one was ever in the key shop. So he got curious and started looking. And then he started evolving. And now they're where they're at. And she looks around and finally realized. She goes, oh, my God, we're in Thomas Anderson's apartment.
0: Maybe you know him by his real name, Tim. Neo. Neo. Whoa. <gasps> Pretty cool. Man, a wow. uh, uh, fun little bugs thing here. So, yeah, some bugs bunny bugs bunny owned by warner brothers obviously there's a lot of like commentary going on there but one thing that's cool is also just the white rabbit idea uh follow mm-hmm. the white rabbit follow bugs bunny and when she sees neo in the real world at some point she says what's up doc fun stuff yeah interesting
2: yeah. uh most people think neo's dead but bugs knows he's not because she saw him a long time ago when she was washing windows and he was
0: pretty cool I, when, when i saw this movie this at this point i was still like I'm into this, having just rewatched all these movies, the window wipers and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and the symbolism of like rain and things coming down also kind of being code. And we see it later uh, when Neo like gets the the text message or whatever and he's running through the office and like the sprinklers go off and like, he's like looking at all the fucking water come down. It's like, oh, he sees the code. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they did a good job of, again, this is all the intrigue part and the intrigue yeah. is fun. It's answering questions oh, <laughs> of yeah. what's going on and yeah. things start falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't
2: mind that. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um it, it's I love I like the uh I forget the name of the the phrase they use for it, but the the concept of like how you appear to yourself is not how you appear to everyone else. Like how they hide you behind a new face that you don't even yeah. know you have.
3: Digital you know, self image.
2: Yeah. not it? Um Yeah, the DI yeah, I think or, or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, And I love that she looked up. It's a trip, right? Because the first time she looks up at him, it's a different actor, and it's only for a few frames. Yeah. And it cuts mm-hmm. back to her when it cuts back to it. It's Keanu Reeves. So you, I, I thought to myself, or the viewer thinks to themselves, did I just imagine that?
0: Did I just like I had to roll it back and be like, oh no, that's a different actor. That's interesting. So, so I was talking to to my friend um, over the break who was like starkly defending this movie, and I was I was a little shocked by the take, and I don't think that they said anything that like won me over. But one thing that I thought was like semi interesting. Uh, is the idea of the first movie being such a representation of the internet in 1999, right? And like the ideas of what the internet is—the dark mm. web—and uh, even I was asking you guys, like, what is Neo or what is Thomas actually doing? <laughs> like, yes, what is he man. selling? Like, I know, but like, what? What is he like illegal this black photo Photoshops? that's just weird right but whatever that's what the internet was then compared to the internet being a very 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 different thing now and back then the internet was so tied to phone lines which is how they get into the matrix or to the real world through the phone lines this movie doesn't do that how do people get into the real world in this movie mirrors mirrors yeah black mirrors people see themselves in mirrors Uh, we see neo in the elevator like with the mirror looking at everyone Mm -hmm. on their phones like all of that stuff. And this, the idea of the DI, the digital image stuff, it's like, how do you portray yourself on the internet? Like what is right. like the way that you see yourself and put yourself out there? That It's kind of cool. Just saying, kind of cool.
2: I mean, a lot of that stuff is symbolic, of course. Yes. Um, and again, that's, that. those aren't the critiques I have with this movie. <laughs> Them getting in and out of mirrors, although I do, I wish there was a little explanation as to why that works. Because getting in and out of a of, of a uh, a computer phone mainframe line, yeah. basically with a phone line everything. makes sense, right? Yeah. That's how people used to connect to the internet, which was this massive server and basically, and, and you know, this reality that is online. That makes a lot of sense. How they dial in and out through mirrors, I would have liked a little bit of exposition on why that technical process works. That I agree.
1: I think yeah, I think that would have been strengthened a little bit. But also, there is the moment where they're like oh, the mirror is too small for me to fit. And they're like, just get closer. And like, it's all perspective. And it's just like, that is an interesting idea that also is not like they do nothing with and fall apart really quickly.
2: Well, we also like, I mean, obviously, there's phones everywhere. So this critique is going to sound kind of silly. But the idea that you had to get to a specific payphone or a specific landline that, that was routed for this and that you could reroute to Mm-hmm. added tension to the story specifically Absolutely. when they were being chased but the concept of there's mirrors
1: everywhere it's like oh, i'm pretty sure you could just but then i don't know i don't know if that works the same way in, <laughs> isn't there mirrors in the everywhere movie, <laughs> in the movie there are several scenes where they're like there's no mirrors any like they're like you got to go to this building and it's like so you're telling me there's not a mirror in the bathroom right now okay.
2: any building that you, know? you ever walk into that's a public Ridiculous. building probably not. like that's where it's just like
1: it, you can right. It just doesn't feel like they, they put the thought into it. They were just like, that's well, payphones aren't a thing anymore. Uh let's just do a mirrors and it'll the, the the visual of him touching the mirror in the first movie was so mm-hmm. cool. Let's yeah, let's but, tie that in.
2: And and I agree a hundred percent. And someone was mm-hmm. like, That's great, and that's and it's all about mirrors now, until you realize sort of like what that was kind of about for him in the first movie, right? That was the breaking down of his yep. reflection of himself in reality. When he reaches into the mirror and touches it and his what he thinks of reality literally ripples out and he can see that for the first time in himself in it that's mm-hmm. what that mm-hmm. meant to me but he wasn't, he wasn't gonna push through into his
1: therapist's house <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen to that right but again um, that, i thought that was a cool scene But suddenly it has this moment of like oh shit he's can he be talked out of this like that was, in, that was this, cool i like the yeah. conflict
2: in that scene for sure um but i will also say the other thing that i would have liked a little bit of exposition on as well is how they're able to use all the portals um, I understand they probably evolved to figure out how that works. But like in the original trilogy, you had to have the key maker that could go and take you through all these doors. And he gave you sort of like the the, the pass keys right to the back mm-hmm. door portals, which I think was that that was what that was supposed to. This one, I'm just like, you, a lot of this stuff that, that was used as sort of like challenges to overcome in the first trilogy, this is just kind of like granted here. And if you're a longtime fan of it, you're like, eh, it should be a little harder to use all this technology. but. They get on a bullet train in Tokyo, and I've been on a bullet train in Tokyo, so you know what, Tim? They get a pass for that one. Get the pass. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Right here, uh, that moment that she looked at him and unlocked her mind, and she was changed forever. Uh, And then, of course, we go over to Smith, and he's like, yeah, same thing kind of happened to me. I was taking a shower one day, and I was like, why would an agent need to take a shower? <laughs>
3: Why or would go this, to the gym and to all the gym? this? Yeah,
2: any of these things? Like, yes. now I understand that a lot of the, the the world here is built into this concept. Like, there's hey, there's bots everywhere, right? They're just these random uh, bots that are all over this world that are also, living with real human beings yeah. who can be taken over at any given time. But we didn't really need that because the agents could take over real human Anyone. beings anytime they wanted. Yeah. Right? And he even has that line at the end of this where he's like, you've always wanted to be someone. I've always been everyone or whatever that is. But anyway, um, this is weird. I'm like, he's taking a shower. That I never imagined an agent taking a shower. It's like when you see your teacher outside of school. You're like, whoa, get back in school. Get back <laughs> to where I know you
1: from, sir. Also, uh, the, real quick, the horde mode thing
2: yeah, that they swarm, do. Swarm.
1: It, swarm. Uh, I just like, isn't that the same as like everyone turning into Agent Smith? But so just like,
0: less cool like yeah again th- this just goes back to like the, the the biggest problem for me with this movie compared to even the sequels is that at least revel or sorry reloaded had like inspired action scenes and like ideas of choreography and martial arts and all that stuff this one's kind of like yeah let's just do it again but less cool mm-hmm. now i can explain the smith stuff
2: right here because this is a modal this isn't the matrix necessarily it's, or at least it's maybe a portion of the matrix that's been programmed by Neo himself. Mm-hmm. So the theory, my theory, is that he programmed Smith to evolve in this thing, keep doing yes. loot to evolve, 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 yeah. and eventually I, become into Morpheus. Morpheus right. right? Yeah. That's the concept of it. Yeah. So that kind of explains why he has more to do, in my opinion, than an agent. But you think the Matrix would have picked up on this? Uh, anyway, he, for the first time, Smith knows who really is and understands his true purpose. He says, yeah. "I am Morpheus, and I have to find Neo." And Bugs is like, "Yes, we got ourselves a movie." Uh, she gives him the pill. Uh, and you're like, why? Why would he need that? He's a program. He's already doesn't matter. Uh, he starts being all sorts Wait, of
1: like we don't him. have to locate his body. That's
2: yeah, what the pill right, is for. Right. That's you know what it's for. Yes. He literally has ah. no body. Um. She gives him the choice, and then says, and he's like, why? Why do I have to take this pill? And then the character does the thing that I I really don't like when characters do when they say a lot of really smart words fast to explain to you. Mm. Kind of an aside to the audience will be Like well let me tell you I'm way smarter than everything that's going on here But let me just boil it down for you right now Back for the stupid character You'll eventually figure out that choice is an illusion You already know what you have to do And he's like I gotta take the, the pill And he starts freaking out uh, And then this is our first taste of it Tim Our first taste of You know what the bullet time did for cinema Back in 1998 Tim 1999 mm. when the first Matrix came out I hope to God Doesn't happen for this slow-mo effect that they used in this. And I swear to God, if, st- if all the Netflix original movies, which by the way, is what this feels like, start using this terrible ramping effect that they did in premiere, I'll
0: just, I'll start reading books again, Paris. God's <laughs> honest witness, I will just go back to the written word. I hate, to, I hate to say this, because this sounds like such a like, uh, people just give this criticism or like feedback to every single thing these days when it's like this, but like, I do think this would have been so much better as a HBO series that had more time to focus on plot. That's what I said focus focuses on plot and doesn't focus on all the crazy action stuff actually like subverts the expectation of what do people want from the matrix bullet time don't give them any bullet time just focus on only the 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 things that actually make the matrix really special and good which is the kind of like deep thought and introspective like looks at things because this kind of just gets caught in the middle but correct me if I'm wrong
2: bullet time is not just them doing things in slow motion. Bullet time is where they freeze and we revolve candles, around that character yeah. and then catch back up into time. So and if I'm not mistaken, and Chad, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there's any bullet time in this entire movie.
1: Well, Period. well, no, not, not no. necessarily. Bullet time just means you're moving at the speed of bullets. So, like, essentially you're in super speed. But the the Matrix thing was, yes, everything pauses or slows down then the camera moves which we can do in real life with like an array of GoPros and it's fucking awesome oh no
2: I mean that's how they did it right yeah. they they took a bunch no, of still cameras it was all digital DSLR. right well, no, they did. No, 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 you're they right, did that all right, practically. You're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah, if you, you see that that green so ramp, cool. it was like in in a cyclone. It was just all big ass DSLRs that were taking the pictures yeah. at the same time, yeah. so they could freeze it, turn it around. Anyway, long story
0: short is we don't we don't actually get that effect in here because that's hard. Uh, what we do get an effect but the, is like the bullet time is just the slowdown stuff, like the Neil Patrick Harris talking mm-hmm. to Neo. That's bullet time. Is that yeah. that's so that's the modern yeah. day bullet time? Man, that's a bad effect. Please, mm. God, don't let.
2: Yeah,
3: that's know, not going to catch on.
2: I. <laughs> Watching it this close to my monitor, I was like, "I'm gonna throw up." This is like it's slow mo, but then it's also like it's like no, four it's frames flickering. a second that it's playing. Yeah. It's, bad. it's just really bad. Not to be confused with the effect where Carrie Ann Moss screams and it echoes her. I'm like that was that cool. was cool. That was that cool. cool.
1: But that's uh, also that's an Instagram filter. Like yeah yeah, no, that, that hard, you yeah. know what I mean. So that's like it's point, cool Kev. the first time you've seen it, but like I've been able to do that. And then the the flickers were different colors, so it's like ugh. <laughs> You know, like they could have done more and it's just a bummer. Like this makes me not want a speed racer too. Oh,
2: me too. Kev. <laughs> Shut, a, up. Shut up. That's I'm not that. what I meant. You leave. know it. Show some just goddamn that. respect to speed racer. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I will say with speed racer, they did something very visually interesting in that movie Thank that you. I've never seen before. So I will say that uh, anyway. You. The chase happens and they jump off a roof and we get more bad slow-mo and then they land in the street. And apparently that's another way you can get out of the Matrix by just smashing through the streets. uh, We go over and it shows us, of course, they're not in the Matrix at all. They're in uh, a modal that's within the Matrix that Neo has done. He's working on a game called Binary, uh, which will surely not be as critically acclaimed as his first game, The Matrix. Uh, he gets a crash notice on his model, uh, modal, uh, but the scene gets interrupted by the most annoying character in this movie, Jude. Uh, so they got to go. Jude's like, I got to get some coffee, right? Or no, I'm sorry. Neo has a coffee reminder because that's where he sees Trinity every day. So he goes there at 4 p.m. so he can get, get a glimpse of her. And Jude's like, I'll go with you. I made a line of coffee. Uh, and he's like, I want to tell you. I want to tell you in the audience everything about the exposition of the first Matrix game so they really understand. It was a game. Uh, but it turns out that Neo's really there to see Trinity, who walks in with her two kids uh Jude decides like listen for all you've done for me all those countless hours I enjoyed sitting alone in my room playing the Matrix I will go play wingman for you for neo and annoy the shit out of her excuse me with Tiffany uh which turns out to be her real name Tiffany great uh they shake hands and they get that first feeling uh, that hint of recognition well played by keanu Reeves and uh, and Carrie and Moss here yeah.
0: I think they have really
3: good yeah the great um, chemistry
0: great chemistry and then again this is so cool like at this yes. point in the movie when they mm-hmm. when you see him he's like there's something between them but they're not quite sure it's like I'm just as, i'm in i am totally like mm-hmm. interested in what's going on here and
2: then of course the scene gets interrupted by the chad <laughs> now tim
0: two things here nick. yeah two things one chad perfect name perfect, of man. course of course in a movie this on the nose and this meta and blah 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 of course the like the husband we're not supposed to like his name chad but it goes deeper nick it goes deeper oh, oh i
2: know do you know, you do it? know? Oh, I'm well aware who this, of who this chat is, but go then for it for the rest please, of the audience. Go for it. You tell us. This is Chad Stahelski, who, if you're not familiar with, is the director of the John Wick series and was also Neo Stuntman on the original Matrix movies, which actually it's is a, re- a really, really cool yeah. piece of meta trivia that I love that they did.
1: That that actually makes this movie a little bit cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just
2: a little. Which yeah. is, and also, it's just great that that it's come full circle and Keanu was able to like put him in one of his movies and 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 actually put him out front that's pretty cool and also like maybe man when you meet Chaz the Hauskey maybe don't fuck with him cuz apparently he can do all that shit that that Keanu Reeves couldn't do in the original right. movie so Big dude. Uh, anyway, Neo checks back on his modal 101, but it's been deactivated. He gets a call up to the boss's office, who was Smith. And when he walks in, he echoes the line, billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. And then we get the first of many flashbacks to the original Matrix movie. Not even a flashback. They just kind of show some of it.
1: Yeah. God, so many of these. Uh, again, I, lo-
2: I love this. You did? Yeah? Oh, I'll tell I you why. I didn't. No, 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 no. The, I first, time, the first time I, okay. absolutely, I absolutely hated it. But the second time watching it now with under the from the perspective of this is just a big old commentary on on Warner Brothers and Reboot Culture of like people are like, just make it more like the original. And Lotto is like, fuck it, I'm just gonna put the original in this movie. Right. I'm just going to put like, uh, obviously, reboots rely so heavily on the original movie. She was just probably like, fuck it, let's just
3: put footage of the original movie in this
2: movie yeah, and give people like, what they want. But that group of people, they don't really
3: want that. But again, <laughs> again, this is where I say great concept, poorly executed. You know who executes it really well? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai takes oh old God. footage, puts it in there, and it makes freaking sense. This
1: was just right lazy. Now. Yeah, this is just good. like th- this the way they do it makes you feel like, hey, we know you didn't rewatch two and three. Here's a clip so you know who we're talking about. And mm-hmm. I get that, like, you know, that makes way more sense for Cobra Kai because so many people didn't watch two and three, you know, <laughs> or even one. And um, I, liked it and no, I liked two, it. No,
3: two was great, by the way. Let's
1: not oh, slam. Two, it, two and three are great. Four is terrible. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yo, I'm not at all trying to compare this to Cobra Kai because we all know where we all stand on this Cobra Kai is perfect. We stand perfect. for Cobra Kai. Perfect. I, I liked this stuff. I think that this is like when the movie is at some of its strongest points. It, again, in terms of idea, not in terms of execution, what had mm-hmm. to say about the things. I like that this is – they're like, we're dealing with this head on. We're not going to allude to the original movies being things we're talking about. It's like, no, no, no. We are actually talking about those specific actual events and in, in-world – diegetically they are seeing this they are experiencing this the same way it's not mm-hmm. just like flashes and dealing with uh um when it is flashes of uh keanu reeves character depending on what level he's in at this point thomas or neo um of the blue pills being prescribed the pills from the analysts and all this stuff like i i like how they did that and they they actually made it in world it's just again they didn't really do anything cool with it yeah see i wish i wish they had
2: now granted, listen. <laughs> You convinced Keanu Reeves to shave his head in this. You better not have fucked this up for John Wick. This better not be a mustache uh, situation like we got with Henry Cavill and uh, the movie that would have been perfect if it weren't for the fact that they had to cover up his mustache. You know, (laughs) Justice League.
1: (laughs) You are hilarious. Um,
2: But I would have loved if they could have recreated these scenes with current Keanu and just had him cut his hair to that short and that would like I think visually that would have fucked with me a lot more where they're like they show him with the mouth but you're like wait a minute was he old therefore like nah I don't know I think that would have been cool anyway probably not necessary because they could just literally download the other movie from YouTube uh let's see. Smith asked him about therapy and whether or not he's had any episodes and then tells him that listen, like, man, Warner we got the call out from Warner Brothers. They want us to make a sequel to the original trilogy, and they made it clear they're not gonna they're gonna do it with or without us. And he's like, Can they do that? And he goes, Yes, they can do that. They own the rights to The Matrix, and they're gonna force us to do this. And that is the theme of this whole movie. Yep. Mana Wachowski was forced to make this movie. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to let it go to another and, and see her her this this amazing project that made her career go to the hands of some fucking hack director.
0: So she decided to tank it. Here we are. I'ma say it. I don't fully believe it. I think she wanted to make this movie. I've been looking at some of the interviews and stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think that she didn't want someone else to do it. I think she wanted to do this. Maybe. Maybe. We'll never know. That's we'll sad. Know.
1: That's upsetting. You know?
2: Um quote we're still telling the same stories we've always told just with different names different faces uh neo gets a flash of the interrogation scene for the matrix uh one and then heads to his analyst house to talk him through the day's delusions uh so where we meet the analyst neil patrick harris uh he tried neo of course back in the day tried where the hell does he live nick I think that's um I think it's like a make-believe place in San Francisco. Yeah. I don't think that's an actual place. <laughs> Okay,
0: because I've lived it my whole life and like I can't even Never imagine a place that's <laughs> like that at all. Yeah, I mean, the that's... other the other
2: practical locations I recognize from being eye, but I don't know I don't it... know where that house is.
1: It struck me as like Seacliff mixed with with Marin.
2: Yeah, but those don't have that view There's the a marina city from that marina. side. It was like it was like the view of the city was from like Oakland or from Emery. It was weird. But I, that's what I kind of like about that because I was like, oh, that's a place that actually doesn't exist in San Francisco. Therefore, he's in the Matrix. Like that's kind of cool. Uh, Neo gets a flash of the interrogation scene. Heads the analyst. and Yada yada yada. Uh, of course, we get a little bit of backstory when Neo tried to commit suicide because he thought he was he was stuck in a computer simulation. Uh, and that and he's like, we're, we're not there yet. We've got pills that we're taking. And He gives Neo a refill on his prescription, which consists of just blue pills. And I will say to speak positively about the production design of this movie, I love. The design of these pills, I love that they're half shiny mm-hmm. and half dull. I think that's Dude, cool. as opposed to the, NyQu- the Nyquil pills from uh, the original Matrix series, where they just the Nyquil logo off it. We're like, here you go. They do that Again, now we... with pills
1: though, right? The like the shiny, you can they they have ones that are shiny. Oh, they do. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's
0: cool. Yeah, the no, I think, they think it's,
1: do it's cool too. It's a good effect. Yeah.
0: We still haven't hit the point in this movie that I started not liking it. Like so far, everything that we've been talking about. Yeah, I'm still interested at this point. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I loved the gaming stuff. I loved seeing the Game Award and I love this is the most just like me specific thing. But in the beginning of the movie, there's one shot of like just the name tag of the Game Award winner thing. And I was immediately I hit G. I'm like, yo, it's a fucking Game Award. And I only know that because Greg Miller has it on his desk. And I'm like, holy shit, this is it. And then they name drop Game Awards like. um, we see uh, the, the Epic dude uh, is at the, the party. Oh, really? Why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, the owner of Epic. Billy Bob Thornton. Tim, um, Tim Sweeney. Billy Bob Thornton's right. Tim That's Sweeney. It. Yes, Tim Sweeney's there. And I was just like, yo, this is kind of cool. And I love that he they're at the like game o- their, the, uh, the awards party or whatever when he fucking attempts suicide. Like, all of this was so cool to me where I'm like, him trying to like walk, Neo, walking off. A building because he's not sure if it's real or not mm-hmm. is peak Matrix 4 to me like that is so cool of what that could have been but again intrigue versus delivery
3: mm-hmm.
2: so, the, so, so the movie's still good for you guys at this point right
3: yeah still I'm, I'm, I'm still in still okay, in it at this
2: point let me put for your edification one Christina Ricci in the next scene
3: <laughs> just chewing up scenery
2: like a <laughs> psychopath Yeah, <laughs> and I'll tell you what man you got Christina Ricci in this film for fucking one scene and this is how you use her. She could have been so cool as like a secondary bad guy. Like, you know, like like someone who's like the, the I mean, listen, we've all been in those corporate meetings, right? Where Fran just drones on and on and on about synergy and all the cool buzzwords that we're going to use in Paris. Like, here's what we're going to do. The new website. Meanwhile, I'm just daydreaming about the day I could just Why do you have to take a mask. You know what I mean? What's that? Huh? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Love Fran. Everyone go watch him play New World. Uh, let's see.
1: <laughs> you can sell water.
2: <laughs> uh, of course, Christina Ricci is leading this brainstorming session, which which uh, and we're talking again must have been taken somewhere out of a brainstorming session that Lana Wachowski had with Real Life mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. Because this it's it, we run through a montage of all the stereotypes of tech people and people that work on games, all of, like, from their various perspectives, and they're all just
0: completely uh, ridiculous. As the Jefferson Airplane song "White Rabbit" plays, which again. You cannot get more on the nose than this, but like they committed and I appreciate when people commit and I I just wish that there was been, there was more commitment like going forward. Cause like up even this scene, I'm like, I think this is the culmination of it all kind of coming together of like, look, we're on the nose and we're only going to deliver on the nose. But they were so on the nose that
2: at one point now, I guess this makes sense because this is how the guy in the game would have delivered it. Right. But one of the guys does a Keanu impression where he goes, we need guns, lots of guns, it was weird. Anyway, there's another one there where he goes, ideas of the new sexy. And I'm like, Tim, that's going to my Twitter bio from now on. Uh, Neo eats at a restaurant uh, with a quote on the board that says it's so much simpler to bury reality than it is to dispose of dreams. Which, of course, is a low-key message to him because his reality has been buried in a game. Uh, and then the person at the checkout counter is uh, a grown-up Sati. But we just don't realize that yet. I was just like, I forget the actress's name. I knew I
0: was like, instantly. all right, that's what that is, <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> They're focusing on a character that hasn't been introduced in this movie yet. There's somebody we know.
2: No, <laughs> oh, of course. Especially when it's... Why can't I not think of her name? Uh, Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra, Chopra, right? Chopra. Jonas, by the way. Because she's married to a Jonas brother. And that's no shit. Way. Yeah. I think she's married to Nick. One of them. Anyways, It Priyanka, seems like, like
1: something you're mistaken. Priyanka Chopra.
2: I'm looking at an IMDb right now. This is Priyanka Chopra Jonas.
1: My bad. There you go. Wow.
2: Um, I mean... It won't last, of course. You can't, you can't nail one of the Jonas Brothers Come down on. for that long, okay? Was, these, some birds have to fly, Paris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's there. She gives him a little, like, what's up? And then Neo eats a really great, greasy-looking steak that mirrors the one that Joe Pantoliano ate in the first Matrix. And we're reminded that, uh, that so this good can, good all, can be all summed up in one word, Tim. Bullet time. Mm-hmm. Neo throws his pills away. I didn't expect
0: him to say that. And again, I liked it. <laughs> I th- they right. could have said cool they could have said like so many other things but like bullet time it's just they're committing they yeah. are uh neo
2: of course those is pulled, uh, pills away and tries to put his fingers through the, the mirror but it doesn't work this time uh then he sees trinity the next day at the cafe and they sit down for a little chat and i love this scene this this uh, again this is this the, the main the best part of this movie the two of yeah. them yeah. together yeah again. yeah mm. um and he, he needed sees more of them. <laughs> She says, "What was it like making The Matrix? Was like being a, a, you know, a world-renowned game designer?" And I think this is probably coming straight from 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 Lana Wachowski, because uh, he says a lot of hours. Uh, sometimes it's amazing, you know, and, and sometimes it's amazing. He's like, we, "But you know, we made The Matrix and we kept some kids entertained." And I'm like, "Oh, I hope that's not how she feels about." The original matrix because it was amazing uh, but uh, we get more flashes from the original matrix when trinity asks who the main characters are based off of she sees a lot of similarities between herself and trinity uh, including the motorcycles she's like i make motorcycles which is cool because i think uh, tim's gone creepy. but i think in real life keanu reeves owns yeah. a motorcycle yeah he does company yeah mm-hmm. arc arc motorcycles is that what it's called they're cool. They look cool. He rides a lot of motorcycles. I'll and I swear on. to God, I hope he's safe because I want him to live forever. Uh let's see. He but she says, of course, time. when I told my husband that, he laughed at her and told him that, uh, which made her he's like, Well, how I'm sorry about that. He said he goes, Yeah, it made me want to kick him real hard. And for a second we get a flash of the real Trinity, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, Neo catches a reflection of Trinity in the Glass, but the woman in the reflection is totally different than the one he's staring at. Uh, another one of those moments, uh, just like when Bugs saw Neo on the building back. At the office, a fire alarm goes off. The building gets evacuated. And Neo gets a text just like in Matrix 1 telling him to go to the bathroom. Uh, and then in another bit of commentary here, Tim, you can see it however you want, but Morpheus literally walks out of the toilet and then makes a comment about that where he's like – he's like, I, I forget how he phrased it, but it was a perfect little comment of like – yeah is this is this uh, a commentary on what's going on or not I don't know but whatever I look good and he fucking sure shit does look good and just having real a lot of fun with that character uh, and then uh cops bust in everything starts going haywire and the sprinklers go off or actually he offers him a pill first and he's like no 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 I don't want that fight scene sprinklers go off cuz we need something visually interesting to look at cuz the choreography sure shit isn't getting it done in this movie and then Smith looks down and sees a gun and man he gets triggered pun intended on that one uh picks up the gun which is a desert eagle of course and then screams mr anderson this is this the moment, moment. yep this, this is the moment, moment. everyone just fell like, apart for me <laughs> Do you, are, is it because you guys are is it because you guys are like you think you're missing the obvious joke right where someone goes mr anderson what is my dad here man just call me tom you're
0: right nick that's why i was is bad that yeah <laughs> Damn, it, that actually sometimes. would have been great. That would that was have been really great. Funny.
2: Mr. Anderson's my dad, man. Uh anyway, but boom. That, yeah, I mean a hundred
1: percent. This is the the exact moment where it's like, oh no. Oh no.
2: <laughs> everything, everything it was like a teeter totter, right? We're like, which way is it gonna go until this mm-hmm. point? And then it went right into the sand. Uh, Smith shoots in point blank, boom, right in the head. And then bang, we're back in the analyst's office and we see the black cat deja vu. They rehash the night Neo won the game award, uh, which was the same night Neo tried to kill himself or and or get out of the matrix. Uh, Neo tells him that Morpheus tried to get him to escape and Morpheus is a program that Neo encoded uh, to help him escape the matrix. Which is a really cool concept. Neo heads up to the roof. Of course, he's like, well, are you sure about that? Or is it all in your mind? He goes, it's all in my mind. He goes, what do you think would happen if we went back to your office? Would we see it all burn on fire? Well, it's like, no, you wouldn't, of course because the analyst has had it redone thanks to the concept of deja vu, uh, which is funny that it's the cats there. Mm -hmm. Neo heads up to the roof of his building and we get more shots of the original Matrix, including Morpheus saying, free your mind. So he's like, screw it. He looks over, he sees a pigeon fly away and he goes, it looks easy enough. (laughs) So he climbs up and he decides to take off uh but Bugs pulls him back and she explains to him that the first time she saw him, uh she saw the real you for a moment and uh, except when you jumped, you never fell. Everything just stopped and then like redid itself and she was free from that point on. Uh she's like, You're gonna get a call in a second, and it's from Jude. Jude's not a real person, he's a program meant to control you, and he's gonna be with a bunch of agents, so just give him the the big old F U. Um And then also we get an exposition that uh, the agents use bots now so they can look like anything. It's like, well, they could always look like anything. They could always just go through anyone. It doesn't matter. Uh, She knows Neo left his modal open so that someone else could free Morpheus to help free him. She shows him uh, her white rabbit tattoo and he's like, oh yeah, I gotta follow you now. Uh, And they walk through a door of blinding light uh, onto a bullet train in Tokyo. Uh, Because of course, quote, a moving portal makes it harder to track. Uh, She also mentions that they don't have to run phone booths anymore either. And you're like, cool, why not? And she just looks at him, blinks a couple times, and she goes, Mr. Bugs. Mr. Bugs was my dad, man. Just call Bugs.
0: Fuck, <laughs> oh, man. I it could know. have been so cool. could have been
2: so cool. Uh, anyway she takes him through another door and they wind up in an old theater why they didn't go straight to the theater is beyond me but uh, showing scenes from Morpheus I kind of like how this is shot except these aren't scenes from the original movie these are scenes from the video game that is v- I mean they have a lot of good technology in this man because the ray tracing in this is fucking unbelievable uh, largely because it's just real uh, footage of the original movie um, <laughs> Neo asks the ultimate question is this all real he's like if this is all real then didn't I die why did the machines bring you back and no one has an answer for that yet uh, Bug, that's later to be returned. bugs know Knows that they uh, hide them in plain sight He doesn't look anything like himself now Thanks to an altered DSI uh, That was the term we were looking for earlier uh, It's been over 60 years He's like well it's been 20 years He goes no actually it's been 60 years Since he and Trinity flew into the machine cities But they don't know why he hasn't aged Maybe he could be found uh, Because and then uh, Morpheus of course comes in And says maybe you could be found Because you didn't want to be found Maybe there's truth to the rumors That you were working with machines the whole time Which actually is kind of true Because he was working with the machines uh, Morpheus gives him the choice Truth or live in the same Day over and over again for eternity and neo has the best line in this this is the best keanu reeves delivery ever he just goes fuck <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes the pill and puts it in his hand and then the thing starts going crazy And he puts his hand through the mirror only this time he looks over and sees his analyst and neil patrick harris is like you're in my house like you walked here whatever what's going on just come to me come to my voice and grabs him and tries to pull him through and of course bug sees that she pulls him out and shoots the mirror It shatters and then a bunch of agents come in And start swarming the place, uh, shooting up the joint, and they go back to the bullet train, but the bots get activated to swarm mode. And you're thinking, oh, that's going to be really cool. And you'd be wrong, because the scene's kind of boring and kind of jumbly shot, and you're like, oh, God, all these whatever uh neo tries to fight but the bad slow motion seems to be having a negative effect on him just as it did on me uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, uh seek tells them all to jump through a little tiny mirror and she's like we can't do it it's like it's a matter of perspective just get really close to it and i was like i don't know if that's how perspective works but whatever also whatever yeah it's such along. a
1: poorly executed scene yeah like, so like some, wait, another what? concept that could have been cool but instead right, it's yeah. just no
2: so Neo, of course, uh, punches his arm through it. And as he does that, his arm punches through the ambionic fluid through his pod. And he, he awakens in the real world. And we see not one pod, but two pod, uh, two pods facing each other. The other of which houses Trinity. And he's
0: like, Trinity. Now, like- I will say for this scene, I, I do not like it. But it triggered the intended feeling out of me, which was nostalgia. Yes. Of, of seeing them in the pods. It was a moment that i think that they put in the right moment of this movie to make me go oh shit i didn't expect to see this and the problem with that though is that i immediately start take myself out of watching the movie just start thinking i'm like why did i not expect to see this of course this was going to happen you know what i mean and like that's kind of the problem is it just starts falling apart but there was a uh, was a single moment where i was like whoa this is cool seeing this again
2: uh of course Before he knows it, a big old June bug looking machine comes over and frees him. And then another kind of French bulldog looking machine grabs him and flies him away as Trinity tries to reach out for him. And it's really sad because when he when he leaves, she like her hand just goes back into the goo. And he's like, Trinity, and she goes, (laughs) (laughs) which is her way of saying Neo with that shit in her mouth. Anyway, uh, we (laughs) we see more and harvesters. And I'll say this to speak positively about the effects in this movie, um, because I tear a lot of them apart. The CG looks great here. I think all of this looks really stunning and is, is what you'd expect after seeing a movie that's updated from a 20 year old movie, uh, they lay Neo down, uh, uh, face down, uh, and he doesn't have hair or beard. And again, <laughs> if this messed up anything of the John wick shooting, I will never forgive these filmmakers. Uh, they Jack Neo into a construct, and Morpheus chews out some scenery, uh, having learned a lot about himself and of Neo, he tells Neo, he's like, Listen, everyone's written you off. You're dying, your body's dying. Uh, oh, excuse me. Before he does that, he goes, I'm he goes, I know who I am. I'm an amalg- kind of a combination of your two greatest forces that help make you, which are Morpheus and Smith. Uh, and he's like, but guess what? Your, your brain's hooked on all that matrix, all that, all that good stuff. The matrix had you on for a long, long time. So your odds of survival are very small. Uh, but guess what? Paris, nothing, a little Kung Fu can't fix <laughs> He goes, I know what you need. And they go to the dojo cocktail in hand. I might, I might add, he still has his uh, martini when they go to the dojo, which I find funny. Uh, so they start getting it on there. He says, could this be the first day of the rest of your life? But if you want it, you got to fight for it. And he goes, no. I'm done fighting. And then just Morpheus beats Neo's ass into the floor. Uh, Neo, of course, spits blood in real life. Hey, do you remember when that happened in the first 10 movies? There it is. Uh, He says, they taught you good. Maybe you believe their world was all you deserve, but some part of you knew that was a lie. Some part of you remembered what was real. And then Neo catches one of his puns and he's like, you don't know me. And there's a lot of editing in this scene. So if you were hoping that a lot of, they just let the choreography play out in one shots like they did in the original Matrix, that'd be hard. Let's not do that yeah and honestly like that
0: that is such a disappointment because like these scenes in the first movies first movie specifically were so good and so well thought out and engaging because they focused on martial arts and yes with this it's like there's not only a lack of focus on the martial arts aspect of it but this is uh one of the first moments in the movie for me where it's like cool it's gonna be what you saw before but we're doing it slightly differently the slightly different take they had on this wasn't different enough and wasn't really interesting or compelling at all so we're kind of just seeing a lesser than version of what had come before and i think up until this point when it's the one-to-one recreations they always added an element that made it the, the intrigue that i keep talking about but here there was no intrigue here it's like okay cool we're just getting neo back to where he was question mark mm. like that's not as interesting Uh, Of course as
2: the fight Progresses
0: Morpheus continues
2: to hype Him up and says I know you because I know the only Thing that matters to you it's why you're here why you're still Fighting and why you'll never give up Uh, He says this is your last chance You gotta fight for your goddamn life If you want to see Trinity again fight For her and as he says that Neo In real life grips the the arm of his Mm -hmm. uh, Little dentist chair real hard And then summons all of his power and Throws just a mighty Hadouken at Morpheus And blows the top off the whole joint and it's actually kind of a cool moment. Uh, Bugs and Neo have a good scene about how the Matrix weaponizes everything that's important to us. Whether uh, we're, we're better to bury the truth inside something as ordinary as a video game. is what she says to him. And he says, you sound like the Oracle. And she goes, oh, well, just in case you were wondering, she's gone. She was yeah, gone mm-hmm. before I was free. Yep. When the Matrix was re-uploaded, there was a purge. And he's like, oh, they promised us peace and gave us a purge. He goes, no, there was actually peace. You changed everything. Uh, You change a lot actually more than you know So she takes him on a little tour of the bridge Introduces us and him to the crew We get Sequoia uh, short for uh, Seek short for Sequoia Uh, Lexi, Berg and Elster Uh, She also introduces the new uh, Synthians uh, Sebebe, Octacles and the Decepticon From Transformers 1 Oh my Uh, god, you're right. The one that turned into the boombox. I hate that you just brought that into my mind, Nick. There it is right there. Somebody was like, someone's like this. It's totally original. And the other guy was like, I don't know, man. I think I might have seen this one in a really old movie. It's like, well, <laughs> we're 16. It doesn't matter anymore. Remember oh, that really man. old movie, Empire Strikes Back, Tim? Oh, Nick, <laughs> you're, yeah. just,
0: you're just driving it into my heart and <laughs> my soul. <laughs> uh,
2: it turns out, another cool concept here, Neo's presence in the Machine City that day uh, that he went to go barter with them had a huge impact on the machine world. Uh, they want sentient lights; so they become the Synthians. Uh, they don't, they don't want to be called machines anymore. They want to be thought of as a new thing. Uh, that's the thing Neo changed the meaning of quote unquote, our side, who's on our side now, Uh, which I was like, that's really cool. I hope the rest of the movie is about that. It's not Morpheus forms, uh, Morpheus takes a physical form via a really cool effect called the exomorphous Particle codex or exomorph for short, which gives the programs the access to real life worlds. Um, although, how it does that is beyond me because you would think you'd need some sort of emitter and trans and like and signal emitter, and you can't go too far away from that. But it turns out once he's in the real world, he can just take off wherever the heck he wants to go and not have to be close to any of the ships whatsoever, which is kind of strange to me. But whatever, uh, maybe maybe that's like a really, really strong Wi Fi signal in these ships that can go like 10, 15 miles. Uh, Neo asked the other pod. They asked about the other pod housing, Trinity. Uh, but the place is, is unlocked. And I'm like, listen, we're not going to lie. This place is really, really hard. Despite what happened in the third act, this place is really, really hard to get yeah.
3: into.
2: <laughs> OK, uh, Sebebe so can't even get in it anymore. It's uh, just persona non grata, or their persona non grata. Uh, they approach the gates of what you think is Zion at first, but turns out is not Zion. And it's just like Batman, where they go through the wall. The wall is like, but it's fake. And are like, oh, it was a hologram the whole time. And they're like, yeah, we're still hiding from the machines. And Neo doesn't, it was like, why? Why are you hiding from the machines? Are you at war with the machines still? And they're like, well, kind of, but not kind of. They're actually at war with it themselves. It doesn't matter. This is not Zion. This is IO, uh, which is just the, the hardest word to write because I always think it's just 10 or low. I can never remember that's an I. Uh, unless I got to pick a different font. Uh, but it's pretty much just Zion with a cool Las Vegas Biosky. Uh, which is cool because I don't know like if that. this
0: is the scene or if it was if it's later or earlier or wherever it is. But when they're talking about the machine civil war,
2: and this is they're right, shot they are yeah. about
0: to get up to yeah. it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, uh, just, yeah. just real quick, one little like uh, production, like or not production, but just a, a tidbit that I liked was the blue and red kind of firepower mm-hmm. going back and forth mm-hmm. which is very transformers very decepticon mm-hmm. autobot of like good guys bad guys i do all like right, that it's HH. a little flipped on its head where the bad guys are blue and the mm. good guys are red because the red pill the blue pills are the people that want to be the uh, machines and all that so, cool. I like that. that was kind of cool but mm-hmm. i might be the only person in the world to care <laughs> uh oh, when sorry. they land i, I, I just,
1: nothing nothing does matter
2: Okay. Uh, when they land, they're greeted by none other than General Niobe, Uh still played by Jedi Pinkett Smith, only with I'm Lott. marked out. And lots. I, I didn't... I, I couldn't get past the bad makeup, yeah. to be honest with you. it so bad. It's just so impossibly bad. And her walking around like an old person the entire time, I was just like, oh, God. This is just not I working it. for me. It's I, really taking me this. I was like, cool, this, this
1: works. I also liked... The whole like i didn't believe in the prophets i believed in the man thing and like how that tied into things later and like it's cool
0: yeah
3: i don't know i, I, I still ahead. say that should have been larry fishburne
0: oh definitely. i mean yo paris you're you're right like honestly that would have been way better way cooler especially if there was also uh yaya still being in this movie and then right. then right. we see larry fishburne as a morpheus oh my god that would have been incredible that would have been so much cooler than what we got i i still did get that again i'm a fucking sucker for nostalgia like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things this movie tried to do and did even that like spoke to me in a way where i'm like hey look i'm one of those dumb motherfuckers that just wants wants the shit that i'm looking for and they gave yeah. it to me in in certain ways
2: uh of course Naomi is like listen uh, bugs is like he's the one and she goes i don't believe in the one i never did and Keanu, uh responds by saying, no, but there was a time you trusted me with your ship, uh, which is nice. Uh, she takes uh, she takes the mimosa uh, away. I don't even I can cannot say this word. Nem- Nemesine, I think. Nemesine is how you say the name of her ship, away from bugs and grounds the whole crew. Uh, Naomi tells Neo she doesn't want war, she just wants what everyone in San Francisco wants, silence. Uh, Naomi walks Neo around their botany lab, uh, where they're doing all sorts of cool stuff with the aid of the DI and uh, Synthians. Uh, I love this scene, I think there's a lot here, and I think it's super cool, especially the concept of, they're like, here, try the strawberries. Like, where'd you guys get strawberries? I thought these were gone. They're like, we reverse engineered the code from the Matrix to come up so with cool. the the dna strand the DNA. Yeah. to
0: create a strawberry I'm like that's so cool that is a really Dude, cool yeah. concept and again it's not only cool as a concept it's cool as a concept for the like kind of meta deep thinking stoner shit of the matrix mm-hmm. where it's like so really going back to what paris keeps talking about why don't we all just blue pill like if what you're seeking so desperately is the taste of strawberries mm-hmm. why don't you just just go all in. Why yeah, do this fight? Why do all this other stuff? Okay. But I like that even in the real world, there's still like there. There's better things in there. Let's yeah. take them. Like I, that's a cool concept. Cool concept. Uh, she said back in the day, we believed it was us
2: or them. Uh, this city, of course, was built by us and them. The truce with the humans, of course, caused the scarcity and power, which made them go to war with each other, uh, which gave rise to a new power, which I assume is the analyst and or whatever mm-hmm. is running the Matrix. Now, she says nothing causes a war quite like scarcity, which is an interesting concept. Uh, Morpheus was elected. Uh, we, there's a statue of him, so I can only imagine he was elected God, uh, but he couldn't <laughs> see the forest or the trees with a new power rising and I guess died as Zion was destroyed through the war. Do we know what happened to here? I rolled this part back and I was like, I don't know why he died or how he died. Or why this war had anything to do with the humans at all.
3: Yeah, not... That's where it wasn't 100% clear. But it sounds like the humans got caught up in the Civil War. And part of the casualty was, was Zion. Because, oh, yeah, right. because Morpheus believed too much in everything that Neo fought for. Instead of doing what Niobe did and basically... Let's protect ourselves from all of this. That's how I took it anyways.
2: Mm. Uh, which which ordered... means
1: that it's not canon to the Matrix online. Like, right, because you know, he's
3: assassinated in the Matrix, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. and it's like, well, then, then they should have just had him in here. God damn it.
2: Right. Uh, Naomi orders Neo put in confinement until so they can figure out what's going on. And during the elevator ride up Shepard, who is... In my opinion, the least fun character in this whole movie uh, geeks out about him. He tells him things aren't different now. Sometimes it feels like people gave up. And then he asks if uh, Neo can still fly, and Neo uh, nods, uh, and it's great. Uh, or yeah, I don't know. Uh, Morpheus trickles down a dream pipe.
1: Also, real quick, the whole like Morpheus not being able to get it up and fly thing weird.
3: Yeah. Oh, you mean Neo? You mean Neo? Yeah, so oh Morpheus. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. i sorry. Neo, Neo
3: not being able to <laughs> maybe t- Morpheus can't get it up either. I mean, yeah. That's what happened to him. But like <laughs> so, yeah.
1: what a what a silly thing they put in there. It's like, oh, until uh Trinity could fly, then he could fly. And it's
0: like, all right.
2: Hey man, takes two to tango.
0: Uh it was all worth it just for that, Nick. Thanks.
2: Morpheus trickles down a drain pipe, and I can't help but think that they need some sort of like this. How does these magnetic balls work? Anyway, they bust him out, and general Naobi has warned that bugs stole back her ship. And uh, they spot Trinity in the Matrix, uh, but Bugs asks the tough question. She's like, what if she's happy there and she doesn't want to go? And Neo's like, well, what does her code look like? And she's like, well, it looked a lot like yours. And he's like, well, there's your answer. She's not happy. She's conflicted. But if I can't be what I was, and then he asks, what if I can't be what I once was? And then he says, then we're all fucked. And it's like, okay, well, there you go. Getting old sucks. They enter through a hotel mirror and take a porthole over to an abandoned warehouse. Uh, Berg and Lexi have a conversation about Neo being old, which I'm sure mirrors a Reddit thread somewhere. Uh, and Smith shows up and tells Neo he can't let uh, Neo take Trinity or, or uh, alive or the analyst won't let Smith go free. So uh, he has to kill Neo right here and there. And he's brought some friends, Tim. The exiles led by none other than the Merovingian who absolutely 100% should not have been in this film. And this scene is like a bad sequel to a Highlander movie. It's <laughs> so terrible. Yes.
3: That's it's a great so, one. That's a great analogy. It
2: God, it's bad. And the first character we see, like,
0: literally hisses, like, <laughs> as yeah. they walk pie. And you're like, why would any? Why did they do this? I just, so, I just don't get it. I think that's the problem is like the, it gets so convoluted this starts feeling like two and three in terms of like sequels of like, yo, y'all just went a little too hard and the things that didn't matter. Like the let's just throw random ass words like modal into this shit. And mm-hmm. in the beginning of this movie when they did that, I was like, okay, cool. You defined it enough. This makes sense. But by the time we get to the Merovingian and he is just here being a fucking psychopath, like yeah. he looks like the train man from three. Right. But like, is it, is that an illusion? Is is that on? is that, does that have any relevance or not? Because he also looks like Robin Williams in Jumanji.
2: Yes. He looks exactly like when he comes back from Jumanji. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, that he gave him nothing to do. And it's again, another missed opportunity because the Merovingian being there not as an exile, but as another character, his same character,
0: that one that got rewritten could have been cool. He could have been the boss. Right totally there could have been a lot of cool things uh nick you were i don't know if you were on headphones when i was talking about this but i read the transcript of what he was actually saying during Maybe this fight it? mm. uh it's, it's i mean I, I don't need to repeat it it's, it's, it's just insanity. like yeah it's it's just like it's just pure it's the most kind of like if you were to ask someone what are the themes of this movie like what is this movie about mm-hmm. and like the and, and, but only tell me buzzwords yeah and then someone told you the buzzwords it's just he's screaming those buzzwords as people fight the scene is unacceptably bad
2: uh and it's capped off of course the fact that neo blocks a punch and goes i still know kung fu Ah! i I think this actually might have been the spot where i paused this movie and came back and finished it the first time the next day i was like i don't think i could take any more of this i gotta stop uh anyway smith tackles neo to the ground below and punches him punches another support beam it's like just like old times except we need to edit the hell out of all these scenes to make it passable since no one really wanted to take time to nail the choreography. Uh, Neo forces force stops a punch, a bunch of punches and then Smith punches him through a support beam and tells him he's not what he used to be. We just keep hammering that fucking theme home. Then Smith does the multi-punch thing, but it doesn't matter. Music here sounds kind of like a bad horror movie. Uh, Smith tries to cave Neo's head in with a sink and Neo uses his power bubble, aka uh, what I call now the choreo- choreography workaround uh, to blast Smith into the Matrix 5 uh neo heads to trinity's bike shop but uh she wants to pump the brakes because she had a dream that all this would end in a chase and they would die or it would end and it's not good of course the analyst interrupts the scene and this whole thing is just just bad the visuals here are terrible i don't like this effect of the slow-mo it didn't need to happen <laughs> he could have just been walking around them as they're in slow-mo it would have been a much cooler and cleaner effect and yeah. i personally find this kind of nauseating uh the analyst was there when Neo died. He had to convince the suits up top to rebuild him in Trinity, and they worked real hard. Why Trinity? I don't know because they didn't know he needed Trinity at that point. But apparently, he had a he had an inkling. It took him years to reactivate his source code, which I guess means his life. Uh, he was about to give up until he realized Trinity was the missing piece. Every uh, simulation they ran where the two of them bonded, bad things happened. But he figured out if he keeps them just close enough to kind of torture them uh the power output he would get for them would be ridiculous and he's been setting records ever since uh his predecessor of course the the architect was all about logic and efficiency but the analyst figured out a better way to get more output is by manipulating people's feelings
1: he was torturing everyone right like he put that policy to to everyone Mm -hmm. yeah but i think he got a lot
2: for some reason neo and trinity were like the lock and key to this this whole thing Mm. Uh, he orders one of his bots to shoot a slow motion bullet at Trinity. So we can really hammer the point. At home. He says, the best part. People stay in their pods happier than a pig and shit. The key to all of this is you and her quietly yearning for what you don't have while dreading losing what you do have for 99.9% of your race. That is the definition of reality. Desire and fear, baby. Uh, just give the people what they want. Uh, come home before and he sells them come home before something terrible happens. Uh, and he stops, he stops the bullet. Uh, and then they leave the matrix that's it she's like okay and they get an earful from <laughs> it's Naomi. like okay it's like oh they don't have to do anything uh and then a big silver bird comes and takes them to a restaurant the manager uh who turned out the whole time was a grown-up sati uh remember her father that's right he designed the resurrection pods where neo and trinity were imprisoned up in a place called the Anomalyum. <sighs> Fuck, i think
0: Anomalyum. so the this Analyst. is just so complicated and it's like in 20 years, are we going to look back at this and be like, "Oh, this is good," and like like those no. video essays no. or whatever those no. are no. No in 20 years, saying it's good? Because like I, I'm just so lost. Where I'm like, I'm disinterested is more what it is than lost. It's boring. It's boring it's because boring
2: they, they they this is this is what you would like. You're writing to barely keep ahead of the train as it's going and that's mm. instead of planning and, and writing something else this is just like this smacked a lot of the smacks with like second draft territory where you needed about four more rewrites of this bad boy uh also it's just yeah it doesn't matter uh the analyst has halted a reset of the matrix because he knows something he knows that matrix will return to his pod because he has a he has a trump card there it's trinity's uh, it's trinity he can kill her uh now they have an opportunity uh, Bugs volunteers to go on this crazy mission as do the other captains, and Neobi tells them all to knuckle up and good luck. Uh, Trinity is being held in the anomalyum. They hack a harvester. They're like, it's really hard to get in here. Who are we gonna, t- no one has access to this anymore. Why don't we hack a harvester and have a harvester take us in because they have access. It's really, really hard. Then Morpheus can dive through a shield and then go up the Ambionic cord that used to feed Neo. And he'll go into his pod and then he'll get in. And then once that happens, um bugs will just fly in with Zabebe She so just fly in. God. <laughs> like, yeah. here's the thing. I'm sure there was something in there I missed that like he turned out. Why off to I mean, why couldn't
1: but... Zabebe like I thought she couldn't get back in? Couldn't
0: get back in. <laughs> like <laughs> like look, what? Gonna, Reloaded and Revolutions were bad movies. We're, we're, we're not good movies, like period, in my opinion. We are now 20 years later, give or take the expectations are a lot more than they were then and like we've already talked about it those movies were rushed by design to create a universe very quickly and like do all that stuff we're so much further There's than much that time. that this movie so much could have not happened and that's Should why this stuff happened, kind not. of and, gets really and, and disappointing and
3: the, and that's the frustrating thing about it. It's like, you basically had two decades of lessons learned of fan reaction, of just commentary, looking at other films that you've done. There's so many variables that led up to this movie that you could have applied
0: and you just didn't. I mean, let me take that a step further, Paris, like to, to put what, your words into like a little bit more reality, like Star Wars, like this happened. We had Force Awakens, which was what this movie is semi-pretending to be for the first half, which is just, mm. we're just going to give you exactly what you remember, but, like, modernize. We're not going to fuck it up. We're just going to do that thing. And then Last Jedi happened and was divisive, to say the least. And then Rise of Skywalker was just a fuck you to Last <laughs> Jedi fans. And that's really all that it was. <laughs> it so was. So what that did was... It made a lot of people happy as like, you know what? None of this fucking matters. Fuck this. Or it made a lot of people upset being like, this all sucks. But at the end of the day, no one's really happy. (laughs)
3: Like the people
0: that were stoked on Rise of Skywalker didn't love it. I'm talking about at least the people on our team. Mm -hmm. They didn't love the movie. They just love the fact that it said, fuck you to the thing they didn't like. So where we're at with this movie is it's like you're acting like your commentary on Force Awakens. But at the end of the day, you're just Rise of Skywalker.
3: Yes. I think that's oh, yeah. a that's oh, yeah. a good way to put it.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. Um, then they go, hey, does Trinity have to take the red pill? Because Neo had to take the red pill. And they're like, no, nah, no, no, Trinity's good. She didn't have to take the red pill. No, nah, like, oh, it's okay. fine.
1: We're gonna we're gonna hot like swap it. We're gonna hot yeah. swap it. So we're gonna she'll she'll transfer just be her
2: consciousness onto, onto this laptop another person. And the only person who can do that is bugs because we have to have something for um, her to do Mm the rest of this movie otherwise she has literally nothing to do Mm -hmm. uh the analyst of course is like killed sati's parents he's got to have a reason for her to want to be doing this and then naobi's like wait you knew all this shit the whole time why did not you tell me and the only thing the screenwriter could think of to come up with was she was like oh that might have been a mistake my bad i should probably i probably should have told you neo was alive my bad if you're mad at that i apologize and it's like oh that so doesn't go long a long enough way to explain that but whatever." Again, we're just writing this bad boy as a train. The, the planes already left the fucking station, if you know what I mean. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think we're like maybe a quarter of the way through this movie now. Lexi stops in <laughs> to ask if. Uh, oh,
1: no, we're <laughs> like halfway. No, so we're at right, the
3: right at the
2: end.
1: We're almost there. Yeah, at the end. there it is. Uh, but it's Lexi's so thumb.
2: Stop- I know. Lexi stops and asks uh, if she was wrong for believing in Trinity. Uh, and he says, she says, what if we're too late? What if she's not Trinity anymore? And then Neo says, I never believed I was the one, but she did. She believed in me. It's my turn to believe in her. And that that line hits. I love that line. Uh, mm-hmm. Neo heads back into the Matrix to free Trinity while Sati operates on Trinity's body so she can transfer her consciousness to bugs. as a bypass why? I have no idea. I can't remember why they needed to do this. And I didn't bother to go back. I'm sure there was one line of exposition as to why they needed to do this. Uh, Neo walks back into Joe and the Juice and the Fi die and, and the analyst is waiting there for him with a team of agents and says, hey, if she tells me, he says, if she tells me she uh, she she doesn't want to leave, you win. Uh, but if she wants me, then you'll let us go free. That's, and he says, as an incentive, if you don't agree to this deal, uh, my crew upstairs will just unplug me and you won't get anything. I'll just die. And he goes, all right, fine. Trinity comes in, uh, they give him the space and uh, tells Neo uh, she saw this all, this is like, this was my dream. This is the thing I was talking about. And they sit down and have a little chat. She says, uh, there's a part of me that feels like I've been waiting my whole life for you. And that part of me is like, what the hell took you so long? And then fucking Chad and those kids come in <laughs> and they tell her, oh my God, you gotta come with me. One of the kids broke their arm and and she looks at Neo and she says, it's too late. And he says, I understand. And Chad tries to walk out and he's like, come on, Tiffany, Tiffany, let's go. And the agents start to take Neo into control. about to shoot him in the head. And Trinity looks back and Chad just keeps on fucking hounding her, man. He just keeps on calling her Tiffany. And he grabs her arm and he goes, Tiffany. keep calling her Tiffany. <laughs> and he and she looks at him and he goes, Tiffany, you have to come with us, Tiffany. <laughs> and she looks at him she goes, I wish you would fucking stop calling me that. My name is Trinity. And if you don't take your hands off me, I'm going to fuck you up right now. I can't remember what she said. You better take your hands off me, I think is what she says. Uh, And man, say what you will about the rest of this movie. (laughs) Let me read this line the right way. I wish you would fucking stop calling me that. My name is Trinity, and you better take your hands off me worth the two and a half hours oh, I was I mean, come on. Oh, a, good yeah. is a rock star I mean, she kicks oh, ass this that one moment I was like that I but felt again that
0: real I hard. said this earlier Trinity is the plot Trinity is not a character in this movie and that is what I I really yes. dislike about this that it's like th- it was all about this moment and this moment feels more tied to Neo than it does to her actually doing anything or being anything in this movie and Nick you saying like oh it should have just been from her perspective from the beginning possibly you know maybe that would have helped uh at least for me like what i took away from this was this moment as hype as fuck yeah it was i mean i just think it would have been
2: interesting right to have her be like the whole point of her journey then to be like oh they found me i have to help free neo because he's the one but then at the end of the movie she realizes she was the one right that was that was that real journey i think that could have been cool And I just like Carrie Ann Moss. I would have loved to have seen more of her in this movie. I think
3: she was wildly Mm underutilized in this. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, But she just fucks Chad's shit up into next Tuesday, man, and calls for Neo, to which he responds, Trinity! And then everything explodes and everything starts going crazy and the analyst freezes time again. And he goes, listen, I know I told you we had a deal, but I'm I'm going back on that bad boy. I can't let you do that. Then Smith intervenes. uh, For some reason, he's immune to this bad slow-mo effect. I wish I was. (laughs) He punches the analyst in the face, (laughs) sending him over the bar, and everything snaps back into chaotic slow-mo. Bugs gets jacked in from the bypass and fights with... Slash as Trinity and Trinity goes, eee! and the echo effect that the Instagram filter pops out. Uh, then they unjack Trinity and transfer her consciousness with a cool s- effect, anyway, uh, freeing her mind. For a moment, she feels she has like this weird, cool glow and like punches like Neo. And it's like, oh, is she the one? That's pretty cool. Uh, Trinity and Neo fight the horde of agents back uh, and finally embrace, blasting everything into smithereens. Very powerful moment there. At least it would have been if the movie had been good. Smith shoots the analyst to pieces and then pieces out. And he's like, my journey here ends, my friend. He's like, wait, you don't need to kill me? You just need to kill that guy? Why don't you just kill the analyst the whole time? You have the power. You're literally, like, the analyst literally can't do anything. Why don't you just go to his house and kill him? Um, he says, you know the difference between you and me, Tom? Anyone can be you, whereas I've always been anyone, everyone. Yeah. And he shakes back into the, the barista, and the guy's like, what's happening right now? And he's <laughs> like, really oh, good, you man. did, a- out of it like this, you did all this. <laughs> you killed all these people, man. Now get back there and make me a simulaté, Tim. Everyone on the planet is apparently a bot and they all get activated. Shepard, you know, as he walks out, again, proving he's the least interesting character in here, is like, oh, this is not good. you are like, can you please just deliver that line a little bit more melancholy? Because that's how I'm feeling right now. I don't want to watch of this movie and you don't seem like you want to be in this anymore. Uh, ever since he asked Neo if he can still fly and Neo goes, hold on, I think I can. And then for a second, tries comically to do it. And then he goes, yeah, that's not happening.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, it was maybe like, 30 seconds ago, Nick, of you reading the plot, that like was the moment for me that this movie just took a dive, like Mm -hmm. a dive into, I actively don't like this. It went from, I'm in, I'm actually kind of liking it, to, "Uh, you know, I'm not really vibing with this, to here I am, I Mm -hmm. don't like this
2: anymore. Mm -hmm. Very bad. Uh, Trinity slides in and takes off with Neo on her Ducati, leaving the entire team behind. Uh, I guess But they're fine Because they get in a car Journey and Neo Race down the streets Of SF And Neo does a force field A bunch of times And it's cool And then 19 times later Spoilers Not that cool anymore uh, mm-hmm. Then the bots get activated And start throwing themselves Out the window Like uh, the cars From another movie That shall not be named That was better than this
0: Fate of the Furious baby Let's go
2: Somebody literally watched They are like You know what we should do We should have that scene From Fate of the Furious And then the other let's person Was that. like We're gonna steal From a Fast and the Furious movie
0: <laughs> From the <laughs> eighth <laughs> one Is it's that like- how low we've got? This is
2: the, this is the low we could possibly get at this point um, let's Ugh. see i know dude. uh they hit the ground i do like how they the effect when they hit the ground and smash into like green gooey code I thought that was kind of cool uh everyone gets in trouble so bugs decides to jack in and everyone seeks like i can trouble. get you in but i don't know if i can get you out and it's like we don't need that line. Uh, she goes in, and then uh, they go over to the people that are being killed. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, the bots hoard Neo and Trinity into a kill zone. Thankfully, Neo has that cool force field generator's hands that he uses every five seconds. Lex and Bird get overrun. Thankfully, Bugs and Morpheus just kind of shoot the bots off their car, and that's it. Uh, that was the whole point of. That's literally like I think the last time we see these two characters in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, Neo and Trinity head up to the top of the tall building and I uh let's see. Uh and I think we're going to get oh, they walk into the lobby and I'm like, "Oh, cool, we're going to get a cool lobby scene like that. First lobby scene with them kicking ass." Uh no, Neo just stops the bullets and they walk into the elevator. Uh that would be <laughs> too hard. Be, you could tell someone was like, ah, "That's going to take at least another day to plan. We don't we don't want to go to wire No,
0: and hard. honestly, like that that is such a a choice. Like they did that. They they knew they were playing with our expectations mm-hmm. and they literally just said, no, mm-hmm. take no. this. Mm-hmm. Take this, like the, the lobby scene, the Matrix lobby scene, iconic. I have probably downloaded so many different videos off of Kazaa, mm-hmm. and the Matrix lobby scene was probably the most acceptable one to watch with my parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I did it. I did yeah, it that shit. Dirty. That is
2: y'all good. know what i'm talking about the other ones were dirty uh neo and trinity get to the roof and a helicopter starts shooting at him and uh, we get that same shot that we had in the first movie where we see the shells dropping toward the camera from underneath the helicopter and it was a cool shot in the first movie you know what still a cool shot uh let's see uh uh but of course neo instead of doing anything fun just kind of just just kind of stops like blocks the shells or the, the bullets with uh, his force power and then uh Neo, then then the helicopter's like Well, he can block bullets, so I'll just shoot a missile at him But then a second helicopter pops up <laughs> And as he sh- uh, the second helicopter Shoots the missile at him, and he takes it and diverts it To the first helicopter, and then I think It blew up the first helicopter so badly That the second helicopter was like Let's just stop for a second and go to Starbucks Does that sound good to yeah. everyone? Because mm-hmm. they leave for a good five minutes And then Neo and Trinity wake up And they see a divine light in the sky As the sun comes up, and Neo says it's beautiful Or Trinity says it's beautiful, I remember this I remember us
0: and she and uh, I can't you know, believe embraced. they didn't show a flashback there. Yeah, like, you you would have thought motherfuckers when, when they made yeah. with me. Like mm-hmm. I, I swear to god, this entire thing is just Lana like yeah. fucking with everyone. Yeah, because like the fact that they trained us this entire movie that anytime we reference something, you're gonna see a flashback, and then you don't hear, I was like, Oh man, like Yo, you are trying to anger me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Trinity
2: and Neo Kiss, and it's everything. She says, My dream ended here and then agents start busting through the door down to the staircase, and the clock starts ticking, and she says, we can't go back now, and he says, we, or he, she says, we can't go back, and he says, we won't, and Neo takes her hand, and it's together, they decide to jump, and then
0: seeks like, can they make that jump? And we're like, probably not, uh, and they start- no, Let me sure stop you right there, Nick mm-hmm. Scarpino. According mm-hmm. to star Keanu Reeves, and anyone that was on Twitter uh, before the pandemic, uh, the spectacular tandem leap with carrie Ann Moss from Star- from San Francisco's 44 Montgomery Street building was mostly accomplished without CGI effects. Get out of here. Even though the building's officially 43 stories high, they had oh, to climb God. up further two or three floors to reach the rooftop the pair made the jump as many as 20 times over a two-day period with body descender cables attached I don't know if you guys remember this but there was so many Twitter clips of people literally just with their phones like shooting up no, but as that's we amazing. saw Keanu Reeves and Carrie Hat Moss jumping off a building that's <laughs>
2: unbelievable uh I'm gonna look this up when we're done I already but, got course, it. I'm
1: got it. <laughs> thank,
2: you. thank you, the the, the fall uh, goes short, uh, and together they fall until Trinity. Well, that's insane. Oh, that's way better.
0: Can you imagine? I can't. No, that's terrifying. <laughs> and I mean, like, I I just I hate even to say it. But there's nothing less cool than seeing Neo limp dick just being held up. <laughs> limp dick, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, holy shit!
2: I mean, it very much isn't. It, this is a lot of them- thematic revel. It's like impotency here, uh, for sure. But I like it only because I love Trinity, and I think like, hey, why not? She, I mean, that made sense to me that she, anyone could be the one, and, they, and Neo just believed that she was the one, so she gets to be the one. That's how it goes, right? Uh, but. <laughs> it's fucking weird anyway it's only way weirder by the fact that he goes i'm not doing this are you doing this and she's like fuck yeah i'm doing this and then and then apparently the second helicopter got done with starbucks drive-thru because it comes back uh and then trinity stares the helicopter down and says bye and they take off into the air and they wake up in the real world and they give each other a little smoochy smoochy with their shaved head and then uh, we cut to Trinity flies over to see the analyst and she just kicks his jaw off and it's terrifying. She's like, that was for using my that fucking kids. That looks so painful. It was, yeah. it was crazy. She uh, says, <laughs> they're going to ma- they're gonna be uh, making some changes on, from here on out. Uh, but he's not worried because at the end of the day, he knows that sheeple want to be controlled and Trinity and Neil laugh at him. He says, we're not here to negotiate anything. We're on our way to remake your world. Change a few things. Uh, But before we get started, we decided to stop by and thank you. You gave us something we could never have had before. Another shot. Uh, Then uh, they fly away as a, we'll just say, interesting
0: cover. Good word.
2: Good word. Of Rage Against the uh, Machine's Wake Up is played by a band called Brass Against. uh, And then Neo and Trinity together fly away uh, toward the camera. Similarly, how Neo flew away in The Matrix 1. Tim, do you know who Brass Against is? I unfortunately, or maybe fortunately do not. So my only touchstone for Brass Against was that their lead singer made headlines about a month and a half ago or two months ago for urinating on a fan during a concert. Oh, holy shit. I I sent him that That video. (laughs) That is Brass Against.
0: (laughs) You know what? Put this movie number one, baby. Let's go. That changes everything. <laughs> yes. Um,
2: wow. And it's, and it's funny because I actually like that band. I just do not like this cover.
1: there
2: no. Their wake up. I like. I like the cons. I mean, the band is all brass, it's like brass instruments. How am I not gonna like it, Kevin? Of course, you know. That clean, that video was shocking, to, though. Like,
1: I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Well, Pissing on like a a lot of water.
0: I, Okay. Yeah. Look, there's a lot that needs to be broken down here. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, if you want to, it is NS fw search for brass against look up this video that we're we're referring to yes it involves someone pissing on a man's face uh having said all of that i am blown away on so many metal levels so this movie succeeded because i did not realize that that woman that peed on that man's face was part of a brass band Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. trying to tell me nick that that concert that they were at is a bunch of trumpets there's from I watched the video
2: that they did for the, for wake up. And it's a, it's a whole brass section. They also have woodwinds, of course, not just brass. Or <laughs> they
0: have woodwinds, of course. Uh,
2: and they've <laughs> got, but then they also have like a drummer and then they have like some guitarists and stuff like that. But yeah, if you listen to the song again, it's mostly just like brass instruments and like,
0: wow. it sounds like a
2: high school marching band version of wake up.
0: It's very- You weird. know what? I, I'm one over on that element, but not, not the rest of the end of this movie. Yeah. 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 So there, so you, there go. you go. There you go. Nick. Great job. Great job. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining plot. us today. Thank you. <laughs> um, now we're going to do a little thing. I like to call ragu bagu da 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 ragu da, da 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 bagu. What's up everybody. Welcome to rad guys. Talk bad guys for
2: the matrix, man. I just almost I got so many that just say John wick ragu bagu and I just want to pull that bad boy up because I'd much rather be talking about that series soon. Very soon. Um, Delayed sorry, now. Too. Over a year. So oh, God, not soon not at so all. Soon. Uh, number one, we have Agent Smith and the Machines. Number two, Agent Smith, the Merovingian, and the Architect. And number three, Agent Smith and Deus Machina. Uh, what, where do we want, think, want to put the I, analyst? I, th-
1: I think it's better than uh, Agent Smith and the... Uh, what was the second one?
2: Uh, Agent Smith, the Merovingian, and the Architect?
1: Yeah, I think it's better than the Architect. But that's because the architect was a bad, a bad uh, antagonist, in my opinion. Really bad. Mm. And, and See, the baby face was fucking
0: weird. I'm, I'm going to go number three. I think it's better than Revolutions. I think it's better than the many Agent Smiths or whatever they're trying to pull off there. Yeah. Um, I do think I'd put it above the Merovingian because it was so underdeveloped and reloaded. Like It was such a cool idea, and they kind of whiffed it. And the architect is a similar thing where they like that was could have been cool, but like it really wasn't. Whereas with this, I kind of I liked elements of what they were building with the analyst. I think that none of them are good except for the first one. Yeah. So I, I would put this at number three. I, I think it should be deadline. Oh, demo. I I think it should I think that that
1: certain moments are acted better than uh the the merovingians like overall failures as a as an antagonist so i i would put it as number two
2: i'll i'll side with tim on this one i'll put it number three only because i love nph and i can't stomach putting him dead last sorry paris i see your perspective on it no but I just i'm like going i have flying. to go i
3: have to go dead last because ultimately and i love him too but it just he was just a parody yeah. really and and when I think about the Merovingian, I was left wanting more of the Merovingian. And the architect, reflecting back, now looking back at it now, he was just very analytical and logical. But what he was saying was was kind of fascinating in a way. So yeah. But, but what about
0: me. but you're saying but now you're jumping you're jumping from two to four here, Paris. Like what's up with Smiths from Revolutions? Smith, oh and, and Ex well,
3: Machina. Yeah, no but you know what, I, I kind of I liked them.
0: All,
1: right. All right.
3: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I kind of like the baby face. Yeah. Either way,
0: the, the ranking goes, Nick.
2: Uh, I'm sorry. The ranking goes number one, uh, Smith and the Machines. Number two, the Merovingian, uh, Agent Smith and the Architect. Number three, the analyst. Number four, Agent Smith and the Babyface.
0: <laughs> and now, right now it's time for Haiku in Review. Nick, can you give me the theme song? The baby phase, seven syllables in the middle. You got five for the first
2: and last line. If you're not poetic, Hey, no need to fret it. Haikus, they don't need to rhyme haiku
0: in review haiku in review. Mm -hmm. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form. Just like Dan H did. I really liked it way better than two and three matrix beat DK question mark. D- i don't i don't get it btk what are we not getting here donkey kong drift king hmm, hmm. dan h please hmm. hit us up let us know what you're talking about we, i don't house think house. It. it's not making sense to me
1: is, is it a is it play on nph somehow
0: maybe i don't know i don't know is i've never been this confused for my haiku. uh jeremy zuccarello says it could is have it been like, worse Felt like Lana was coerced. Rank it two? Of curse. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that came back around. I love that. And Grant Burton says they made it, but why? Time for the Matrix to die. Man. Now they can both fly? Did mm. they even try? Why did they recast that guy? I like bugs. Goodbye. <laughs> I like There you go. Here. There you go. Oh, and then Andrew Feisner. Uh, Neo can't take flight seemingly made out of spite just kind of i seemingly made out of spite is great now it is time to rank the matrix cinematic universe currently number one is the matrix number two is the matrix two reloaded number three is the matrix three revolutions where do we rank the matrix four dead last i, I want to okay paris went dead last <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm gonna put it out there i want to say I feel like i would put it at number three hmm. because i think that reloaded and this are equal in my book but i would rather rewatch reloaded yeah. for the fun but I think that rewatching this movie, there's more to offer. And I think that there actually is more, even if I didn't love it all, I think that this movie did more than Reloaded or Revolutions did. Hmm. And I gotta give it credit for that. And I think that overall it is a better story than two and three. I just would rather watch two. So I'm still I'm, gonna give two the 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 nod. So for me, this is number three. I think the big excuse that those
1: movies have is they came. Right after. They, they, they didn't have any time in the oven.
0: Oh, no. That's not true. What? Matrix 1 was 99. Matrix 2 and 3 were 2003. All right. I That's mean, a lot of time in the oven. it's still. It, yeah, but like the, the two of them go
1: back to back. I don't know. The, this movie had a lot more time in the oven. They really could have made <laughs> something special. And uh, I think. I think everyone feels like they like either Lana did it on purpose or everyone was phoning it in, you know, and um, I think for that reason, I also put it number four.
2: Uh, I would also put this number four uh, only because I feel like there's only a couple of redeemable scenes in this, namely just Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss and everything else is either an interesting idea that never comes to fruition or just absolute downright bad and cringy. Uh, whereas I think a lot of, there was a lot of cringy stuff That's Not to say there's not a lot of cringy stuff. In two and three for sure but at least I was mildly interested to see where those stories were going because it was the culmination of the original movie and like that trilogy and I wanted to see how those played out let us never forget the kid that is every bit as bad as anything that's bad in this movie but this movie I think is is just unwatchably boring especially on a second watch I'm like I just don't ever want to watch this movie again and after this review I'd like to not think of this movie ever again
3: everything you said is why i say four but you just made me think of something which would have been lana's ultimate middle finger to literally everyone Bring kid back. <laughs> yeah it should instead of niobe it should have been the kid, the kid. it should have been the kid. oh
1: my god thank, you. thank god it wasn't thank god it
2: wasn't <laughs> it's just the kid and then all of a sudden it cuts and jar jar bean comes out of the bathroom we're like yeah. wow,
0: we're just bringing everyone back we don't just like fuck her. it why not that is yeah. the best way to oh, no, end no, this re- in review <laughs> i love it so much Paris thank you so much for joining us for oh, thank your you first for having ever me. kind of funny in review yeah I, I'm sure we'll have you back in the future at some point I don't know for what franchise I don't know what better. well I mean Cobra Kai look here's the thing we already have a very I know. I know. very crowded group I'm gonna tell you right now Paris if you're available if you're down, next Paris. Monday at 3 15 p.m to just hang out and talk you're welcome. Joey's just going to come to hang out. Yeah, it's so, going to be. A,
3: you should come. It's going to be fun. All right. I'll, I'll look at the schedule. Yeah, we'll figure this I, I, out. Because I can talk over Kyle for oh, that. we
0: all can. It's going to be a bunch of different conversations than this. <laughs> but, anyways, Paris, where can people find you? Find me right here at Kind of Funny. X Cast, baby. You got to love it. Check out the X Cast every single Saturday at 6 a.m. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And, of course, podcast services. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.